Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Who Can Convince You. I'm Harry. I'm Luke. Are you okay? I'm alright, yeah. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, not much. No. Well, I've been watching my Blu-ray box set, Doctor mm. Who. I'm really enjoying it. Good. Um, people were right in saying the first four seasons do look shit, still. But... Um, there's a load of special features like there are on DVD, but mm. it's just nice to have the whole package. And it is nice to. I just need to buy the Peter Peter Capaldi ones. And well, I bet I reckon when you buy the Peter Capaldi ones, they'll release those as part of another box set. Then you'll have to buy that. Uh, like part two of the fiftieth yeah. anniversary, so it's the hundredth. Hundredth anniversary. Yeah. We have to wait. Like, oh wait, no, the, all the classic who was yeah. Mm. Maybe, actually, one of those things is in the quiz. Oh wow. Know. Well, are we going to do a quiz now? Well, how was your week? What have you done? Uh, nothing. Should, should we do it now, though? Let's do the quiz. <laughs> Seems like <you> nothing. <laughs> so welcome to part two of the quiz the who can convince you quiz uh i'm in charge this week harold was in charge last week we, we we're on a rotor aren't we well yeah sort of <laughs> so so i've stopped saying that now i'm gonna do my best to not say so i say things like that as well my one is oh what what do i say i don't know do you know what i mean I don't think so. I don't think I've picked no, it's up not, on what you, know, you say. It's, um, you know. It's you know. Is it you know? Yeah, it's you know. You know. Yeah. So, I'm not going to say it anymore. I might say it. I don't really give a shit. <coughs> so, this is going from highest to lowest, right? You've got to put them in descending order. And there's four Doctor Who merch items or Blu-ray slash box sets. Okay. And I want you to put, yeah, put them in... Price, highest to lowest. Price, highest to lowest. Okay. Um, and I have selected these from either eBay or Zavi. Mm-hmm. So Zavi's going to be new, isn't it? Yes. So, to start with, item A, uh, we're starting off with, you know, the Doctor Who specials of season four? Yes. Well, there's a steel book of that. Is there? Yeah. And it costs... Uh, uh, uh. So, item B is Doctor Who with K9 in TARDIS, Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor figure. I copied and pasted that off eBay. So it doesn't really make much sense. It's a figure of yeah. K9 and the fourth Doctor. Can I see it? Oh, no, you, you didn't get to see mine, did you? No. Okay. Um, It's only small, though. I don't think it's that big. It's only small. Okay. It looks small in the picture. Does it? Uh, do you know who it's made by? No. Okay. Should I have looked that up? No, no. Just I thought you might have given me a bit of a clue. Is it a new figure? Is it? Is it new pack? Is it in the packaging? Yeah, it's sealed. Okay. Is the packaging new? Is it what logo has it got on it? Has it got the Jody logo or is it got? Just have a look. I'll send you it over now. All oh, right. Okay. Oh, I can't. I've got one of them. Really? Yeah, I've got that. I've got the box as well. Oh, you saw the price. What? I didn't look at the price, honest, I swear down. <laughs> 200. I have genuinely got that. Really? Yeah. Goes for a lot. Is it sealed? No. Right. 
It goes for quite a few bob. Brilliant. Item C is Big Chief Studios Doctor Who 12 Doctor Collector's Edition 1 to 6 scale figure. Right. Peter Capaldi is ones from Zavi. Okay. 1 to 6 scale. Sixth. scale. Right. And item D is Doctor Who the complete Matt Smith years 16 disc set on Blu-ray. Off okay. eBay. Can you go through those one more time? So we've got item A, Doctor Who special steelbook. Yeah. Item B, Doctor Who with K9 in TARDIS Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor figure. Mm-hmm. Item C, we have Big Chief Studios Doctor Who 12th Doctor Collector's Edition 1 to 6 scale figure from Zavi, and it's Zavi exclusive. Yeah. And we've got item D, Doctor Who the complete Matt Smith years 16 disc set Blu ray. Okay. Highest price. Hmm. I'm going to go for the Tom Baker K9 figure. Okay. Second, I'm going to go for the Matt Smith. Okay. Third, I'm going to go for the Steelbook. Fourth, I'm going to go for the uh, Peter Capaldi figure. Well, can you explain why you put it in that order? Why I put it in that order? Yeah, why is the figure first? Because... From what I remember, because I've got that figure mm. in the blue box, um, I think it cost quite a bit when it came out. How much? I don't know. Tuppence. I think it would probably cost like 80 quid. No. 80 quid or oh something God. like that. Is that like equivalent to the, today's money? I don't know. What it must it? be. That's a re- distortion amount. It's not, not that figure. old though. A little shitty figure. Yeah, it's quite old. I would have thought it's nineties. Fourth dog. Oh, is this like a? Yeah, yeah. It was, a... it was when it was. It wasn't on. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, I'd probably say that's first, like that. Then there's a lot of discs in Matt Smith. Sixteen. So I think the discs outweigh the steel book. Right. As in, for, it costs more to print a load of those discs. But is it is the box set of Matt Smith, a normal Blu-ray box set, more expensive than a really rare steel book? Yes. Okay. I think. I don't okay. know. No, that's fine, yeah. Uh, and then, what was it? Steelbook. Steelbook, and then the Peter Capaldi figure. Because I'm guessing one-sixth is not far off the size of the uh, Eagle Moss. I think. Yeah, one-sixth is quite big. Oh, is it? A bit bigger than that? I think so. Oh, yeah, it's, I think that's, like, figures the same size as the Tom Baker I'm thing. I'm pretty sure it's like that. All right, okay. I'm still going to keep it there. In that order. Okay. So, Tom Baker, Matt Smith. 30 centimetres, I think, by the way, 1 to 6 scale. I think it's like that. I don't know. I don't know what I to work it out, really. But, yeah, I'm going to go Tom Baker. <laughs> You're confusing me now. Tom Baker. Yeah. Matt Smith box set. Mm. Blu-ray mm. and the Peter Capaldi. You already said Peter, Peter Capaldi, didn't you? No. Okay. But, well, you're wrong anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, the highest priced item was actually the complete Matt Smith boxer. Mm. Would you like to guess how much that goes for? Um, 100 quid. 289.99. Bollocks. Yep. No, it doesn't. 289.99 on eBay. Well... If anybody's bought that for 280 quid, second hand, is it? Uh, I think... No, it's sealed. Sealed? Well, it's not new, though. It, it It's resale, isn't it? 
on eBay. Somebody is getting rid of it. Yeah. Oh right, okay. So how much was it new? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's right. only in America. We don't we don't get that sort of stuff over here. Oh, for God. So well, it's an American thing as well. Well, they make Doctor Who, don't they? We're just second hands, you know. We're, not, we're afterthought, afterthoughts. Well, the Americans don't make Doctor Who. All the merch says otherwise. What do you mean? Well, because they get everything over there. Well, they don't. They, no, they get they get different DVDs, don't they? But we get a lot of the merch. We get the B and M and everything. B L M. B and M. Right. The, those Dalek figures. Oh no! Is that Eagle Moss? No. British on the B and M bargains. No way. Yeah, B and M stores do a big. You know what? Run of all of these. I'd... They're pretty good to be. They're plastic. Yeah. As, as they're tat, but they're great. They look nice. And they look pretty. Why have they got a sucker on the back? Oh, it's not a sucker. But it's not 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 to put in the shower. No. Maybe you'll find that out when we do that story. So America gets really nice big ass fuck off box sets, and we get shitty B and M dolls. Yes. Right. That's it. We get it better. Well, after that, uh, item A is actually the Steelbook. Is it? Yeah, special Steelbook. <laughs> when you're talking before Series 6 of Doctor Who, when you want those Steelbooks, mm. you're going to have to sell an arm on your child to try and get them. It's awful. But that that comes in at 249.99. Oh, my God. 249 quid for one Steelbook. Yeah. It's got, what, four stories I, in it? I've paid that much for Steelbook in the past. It's no it's no different from you going out and buying a shitty microphone. <laughs> it's no different. The only difference is I can actually, you know, use it and watch it. I can talk to myself with my mind. Exactly. And item number C is next. Which is the Big Chief Studios Doctor Who 12 Doctor Collector's Edition 1-6 scale figure. No! So exclusive, yeah. Guess how much that is. I was blown away. So what was the what was the steel book? Two hundred quid. Two hundred and fifty. It's got to be at least one hundred and ninety quid. One hundred ninety nine ninety nine. Isn't that extortionate? <laughs> Isn't and it looks. Now mind you, we're saying this now, aren't we? I've just ordered that Cyberman head. Yeah, that's completely different. That's completely different. That was nearly four hundred quid. <laughs> like it's. It, mm, Come on, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Right, have you ever heard of Hot Toys? No. They're them and some other companies like Top Dogs. If you want like a figure that's really detailed and mm. looks like the people, this isn't Hot Toy Toys. Toy. And he just looks ill. He looks sick. Do you want to see? Go on. This, this is the Peter Capaldi one, yeah. Yep. Oh dear. Hmm. Why is he standing like... It's just a... P Someone's at my door. Oh, nice. Who is Good. at my door? Oh, it's the delivery man. The wet burger. Ugh. It's the wet burger. Look. Can we can we speak? You can speak, yeah. How do we do it? Who's going to answer the door? You press that microphone. Who's going to open the door? I don't know. It looks like you. Why is no one answering? She hasn't got the money. It's twenty pound. Twenty pound thirty. 
For a wet burger? You've got too much money. I'm excited to have that later on. Nice. Oh, <coughs> yeah, the Capaldi figure. Yeah, it looks terrible. It does look shit, doesn't it? It, it looks look great, awful. Though. 200 pound. 200 quid, I suppose. And then fourth is going to be the Tom Baker. Uh, fourth is the Tom Baker, and that is going for 14999. Wow. I think I've learned a lot. Well, that people sell shit for ridiculous amounts of money just because they want to and people buy it stop buying just stop apart from Steelbook stop buying it oh god who buys this crap <laughs> who does it really pisses me off who buys a 1 to 6 scale figure of Peter Capaldi I bet somebody Capaldi? who's listening has bought it and if you have I'm really sorry for Luke's comments no right oh it's 400 pieces worldwide maybe that's why it's it's fake though. Do you know what I mean? Make it limited and then. If you've got one, fair enough. Because he's pretty good, Doctor. Yeah. But. <clears throat> where'd you put him? <laughs> you have to use him as a doorstop. I don't know. I don't know. Well, is that the quiz? That's it. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I do like the quiz. I like the quiz. I like the quiz. Um, so before we get into the main section, I've got. A couple of shout-outs. Is that all right? Are you shrugging your shoulders, you little <laughs> bitch? I've got two shout-outs. They haven't asked for these, but I thought I'd do it anyway. They said, do not mention us on the podcast, whatever. No. So, I've been watching some YouTube. Okay? I've been watching some YouTube, and I found a great YouTube channel. Okay? It's called, and everybody get your pens and paper out, it's called PB Props. Okay. They've got a Facebook page, PB Props and Models. I think if you put that onto YouTube, it'll pop up as well. But it's a chap that um, does a lot of Doctor Who model making and prop building, like replicas and stuff. Is he the one who built that thing for his son? No. Do, do, oh. Nope. So you're wrong there. <laughs> Trying to be clever. What does he make then? He makes all sorts. Makes he's done a Cyberman head. He's done a canine repair. He's done a TARDIS build. He used to. Um. um <laughs> he's got. Um. He used to. Uh, I'm, uh, he used to have some sort of a connection with Doctor Who. He does go into that in a video. Um. But yeah, it's great. I highly recommend it. Does he do the process of building it? Yes. Or? He does? Yeah. Can you buy them? Yes. Does he do one sonic screwdrivers? I don't know. Ones? I'm sure he would. If you want to, if you want to get him to do your screwdriver, I'm sure he'll make you a screwdriver. I'm just trying to think. If you, if you could ask for anything to be made by that man, what would you ask for? Fair play, yeah. I'd go for a sonic screwdriver. An Which old one. Like a good one. You know Which when the one? sonic screwdriver was good. Which one? Uh, maybe the Pertwee one with the uh, yellow swirly. Or the Tom Baker one. But yeah. What would you go for? He does other stuff other than Doctor Who, but Doctor Who's the main... Mm. Cells, you see, doesn't it? <laughs> what would I go for? I think I'd choose Jodie's Sonic Screwdriver. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's horrible. It's like a finger. It's bent like that as it's, well. It's like... I always look at it like it's a, a dog's prick. <laughs> you know, the lipstick at the end. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I always think of it like that. But nice. one that's like 
diseased because it's green. Wow. Should we get on with this then? Yeah. Right. I've got another shout out. Sorry. Forgot. Go on. Another YouTube channel. Okay. The YouTube channel is Dalek6388. What do the, what do the numbers mean? 1963 to 1988. Oh, nice one. Yeah. Mm. Um, they do documentaries about Doctor Who, and they are fantastic. Is he the one who does the part one? No, 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 no. Oh. No. Um, oh. But they're great. It's Gavin John, I think, is his name. The other guy. Oh, the two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gav did um, some CGI design uh, stuff for Doctor Who magazine. He's done the Moonbase interiors. Wow. Great. Why did he do them again in CGI? It's, well, it's, there's a section in the magazine about the Moonbase. Oh, so he did the like, composite for them. I don't know if that's the right term. I don't know if it's the right term, but um, yeah. It's but the, he, it, he did it to put it in the magazine. It's recreating the set. Well, I'm sure yeah. he was like a mission for it. He didn't just send it in saying, you put it in the magazine, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, sounds great. That's so, lovely. Yeah. There's two things for us, for everybody to uh, go and have a look at. Should we get on with it? So it was old who first last time, so it's new who first. No, it's old who first this time. Fuck! So it was new who last time, and now it's old who first this time. Does mm. that make sense? Mm. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, so the story we're doing this time is the two doctors from season twenty-two, serial four, aired from the sixteenth of February to the second of March, nineteen eighty-five. Written by Robert Holmes, directed by Peter Moffat. And produced by John Nathan Turner with music by Peter Howell. And it is three episodes long. Would you like me to synopsize for you? Mm. The Doctor has teamed up with himself before to save lives. This time, he must save his past self in order to ensure his own existence in his present. What could Chassini and dim-witted lackey Shockeye have planned with the Sontarans? Only one thing is known for sure. Time will tell. So, the two doctors. Mm. Any thoughts before we start going Crap. through it? Crap. Really? Yeah. Episode one's decent. I quite liked it. I was looking forward to it, actually. When he said he had a soft spot for this, I was like, oh. Is everyone wrong? Is is Because this is their first episode's great. I really liked it. And then it just decided to drive off a cliff, and it was dire. It's awful. It's the worst episode you've chosen yet. Really? Story. Yeah, it's awful. What, you didn't enjoy the moon base. This is worse than the moon base. Yeah, it's crap. Really? Yeah, it's crap. It's crap. It's dire. What do you think? Um, I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's definitely not without its problems. Oy. But it's got. I think it's got a load of rewatch value. Like I can watch this quite happily knowing that it's not great but i can it's still really watchable can you not just watch something else it's all i've got i've just got this one video <laughs> so episode one so 
so episode one opens with a black and white shot of the second doctor and jamie that transitions into color they discuss the absence of victoria waterfield off dis- off studying graphology why like we'll get to this bit but it make that the doctor tells jamie that the time lords are sending them off on a mission to a space station chimera in the third zone there's loads of innuendo in this scene as well sexual like, innuendo oh yeah oh really look at the size of that thing doctor oh yeah it is a big one jamie i chuckled at that and i like the um oh what does he say it's oh it's like 20 castles in the sky i like that because it's like a shaft right um is that why no oh that's not innuendo oh. it's just like 20 castles in the sky i thought it was um, 20 shafts <laughs> <laughs> They've come for a discreet word with Dastari, head of projects, but they materialise in the kitchen where they are met by Shockeye, the station cook. What do you think of that opening scene then? I love the transition to colour. Yeah, that it's is lovely. one thing, isn't it? Like it's when lovely. it happens, you're like, ah! Mm. Oh, it's lovely. Uh, I get... What do you think of it? Um, I think it's a great opener. Mm. No, it is, to be fair. I was yeah. hooked in. I love how Old Who captures this way of uh, believability that the society they're good, like just dropping in has already been churning for years and years and years. And you know, mm. all these characters are going about their day-to-day lives and then they just drop in. You know what I mean? New Who doesn't really do that. It, it, it kind of does, but it just doesn't capture it to the same effect. Like I watched a bit of uh, the second episode of Matt Smith. And... I'm sorry. No... Nah, mm. <laughs> God, like the drop in, and he's explaining everything that's going on in the society. He's really nailing down what the society's like and why and it's how. It just can... doesn't. It's just not. No, believable. it's just boring, man. Yeah. I don't want to listen to that. Do I don't know why. No, it's not him. I I really nail down why it just doesn't work as well. I think it's show not tell. If everyone's act like, because in that opening scene of the second episode, I can't remember what it's called. You know the one I'm on about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it called? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Wow. I've got it right here. The Beast Below. It's called mm. the Beast Below. And it's like when like the UK, no, England, isn't it? They're on their own spaceship. Yeah. And like everyone's just walking around. No one's speaking to them. It's just them spelling out what everything's happened where in this episode story no episode because that's just shite um everyone's going about their day-to-day lives mm. and it's the same in caves as uh Andrazani. same writer brilliant well. oh that's a shame well episode um, one anyway honestly episode one's great we'll get to this at the end but i've got some suspicions but um so yes, Shockeye is an Andragum, a member of a primitive humanoid race who make up the station's workforce. Shockeye ends up... Uh, no, he doesn't. Shockeye. Shockeye. Wait. Shockeye. Shockeye. Shockeye eyes up Jamie hungrily and offers to buy him from the Doctor to cook him. The Doctor refuses and both head off to see Dastari. As they leave, however, they hear the sound of the TARDIS dematerialising. This is observed by Chassini, an Andragum technologically augmented to mega-genius levels. That's a quote, that, isn't it? Like a genius. Her appearance has changed because of such. She looks like an attractive human woman. Supposedly. Looks like a Hadija. She does. <laughs> Chassini has plans of her own. They involve someone named Stike, 
who will be arriving soon, wants Shokai's poisoned meal for the scientists take effect. <sighs> they also mention the Kant's Rhymer module thing at this point, and we don't quite know what that means. Uh, then we get a nice scene, well, I think, to be honest. Uh, the Doctor speaks to Dastari in his office. He explains that the Time Lords want Katz and Rhymer's time experiments ended. The Time Lords have an official policy of neutrality, which prevents them from getting directly involved. Since when? <laughs> and what is the point of the Time Lords then? If... I, I listened to a podcast the other day, and they mm. were saying about like, well, they were talking about the Timeless. Uh, the, no, why do I keep calling it that? Is it the, yeah the Timeless Child, the Jody episode? about like the history of the time lords mm. and like what is the point of them then if they've all got tardises and they don't do anything like they're not well, allowed they can't to get involved so what's the point the overseers aren't they yeah but it's like know? what tenant says to the master in uh his last two part like you can rule the world but it's better just to observe and see it for yourself yeah, but... the universe sorry but it's, oh, I just don't get it. I don't it's bullshit. Anyway, uh, because of such, they've sent the Doctor, who has been exiled from their work, to maintain deniability of ever being involved. Uh, Dastari then introduces Chassini. What did you think of the scene with um, Dastari and Patrick Troughton? I liked how it flowed. I think, yeah, I think it's great. Mm. Yeah. Because um, we've not seen Colin Baker so far yet, have we? No. Um he can act anger, can't he? Who? Patrick Troughton. Hmm. He's great. Uh, Patrick Troughton can act anything. Yeah. He's brilliant. Um, he's brilliant in everything he's ever in as well. Really? Yeah. Everything that he is in, acting-wise, Troughton is amazing. I think he's one of the best acting doctors. Doctors for acting. Yeah. Anyway. Meanwhile, three Sontaran battle cruisers appear near the station before the defences are activated. Uh, Chassini incapacitates... Fuck me. Chassini incapacitates the scanner man. Well, I don't know what you'd call him. Like the man doing the scanner. The scanner man. <laughs> and opens the docking bays. The doctor warns that distortions from the cat's rhymer experiments threaten the fabric of time. Dastari refuses to order them ended. We then cut to the sixth doctor pretending he knows how to hold a fishing rod mm. whilst Perry gets dressed they have a conversation about fish mm. it's a slack line that isn't it and it oh, it's terrible yeah it's, it's obvious that he's not he, he has never held a fishing rod and when he catches the fish he's like mm. yeah, he's like mm. shaking his hand around yeah. to make it I think he does that pretty well though I think when um. he's holding the, the fish the gumblejack or whatever it's called it's not a gumblejack is it it's some whatever it is. He, he, I think he does that quite convincingly that the fish is sort of moving in his hand. Yeah. He's all right, look. I want to give him props for that. Why is Perry getting dressed? What's she been doing? Just lying there, stark as on a rock. She's getting dressed. Yeah. She's getting dressed when she gets up and she's putting a coat on. Yeah. Or like, let's go back in the towel, take it off again. Do you know what Yeah, so back on the space station mm. after that pointless scene. Uh, the argument grows more heated. Dastari is now affected by the drugs and faints. Energy weapons begin to sound in the corridors, and the Doctor orders Jamie to run as Sontaran pulls a gun on the Doctor. I've got an issue with this, that I just don't see that Jamie wouldn't leave the Doctor. Even if the Doctor said to him, run, Jamie, knowing what their relationship is like, Jamie would not just run away. 
It's the one thing he says when he's waking up. Joe, when he's not, he's not, yeah, he's knocked out by Colin Baker. And then as he's waking up, it's the first thing he says, doctor, doctor. Mm. Not his mum, not his girlfriend, the doctor. So, yeah, I can imagine that. Nah. I just, I, yeah, I, I just don't buy that. There's some, there's some very odd choices in this story that don't it's really make sense. Extremely odd. And they, where, where if you told me, right, you know Patrick Troughton, right, mm. you know Colin Baker, mm. we're thinking of making this, they're all, they're on board, I just emailed them in the 80s. Right. And um, yeah, we're thinking of doing an episode with them together. Mm. Um, what would you expect from that? Like, what do you want? Well, the thing is, I don't want a fucking cuisine advert of Italy, why I should go to Spain. Well... Troughton is great in this for what he gets to do. Yeah. But he is not really how he was when he played the Doctor. He is playing this the same way as he did in the Five Doctors and sort of in the Three Doctors. And what's that? It's sort of not a best of. It's like a caricature. Right. It's sort of like, you know, David Bradley's playing William Hartle now, isn't he? In the series. Yeah. It's sort of like that, where it is Troughton. Oh, is he? Is he not just in that film? The like, you know, the the bio- invention time and space thing. Yeah, the no, bio he, thing. yeah, he is in. He's in a Capaldi episode. Oh, isn't is he? he? Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, not that Troughton isn't good, but he's just. It, um, maybe it's the things that they're giving him to do, but he's yeah. playing it in a sort of different. We know he can. He can do it right. We know he knows his character. Yeah. Um, it's often the case where you're at the end of a doctor's run, they really know who their doctor is. Yeah. Where the first few, you know, even the first season's quite shaky. So he'd thoroughly know what. But it is, it's like a condensed version, condensed yeah, milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... With Troughton's face on it. Nice. Mm. Uh, we then cut back to the sixth doctor being a dick to Perry and makes her carry all he's his a tackle. Big... Wait! He's, a... <laughs> he's uh, a big dick in this. He's, oh, he's a cock. Yeah. Um, oh, anything to do but yeah, him. he makes her carry all his tattle into the TARDIS. Way. Uh, when they're in the TARDIS, the Doctor collapses in a terrible bit of acting. It seemed quite hard, though. I was just going to say, except the fall, because yeah. there's a proper clack when he <laughs> really <laughs> oh, goes for it. Yeah, he's really active in this as well because he's a big mm. lad, isn't he? You know, that's all is he? Well, no, it, he's a big lad. And that's a lot of timber to be... Mm, a lot of hef. Oh. <laughs> Out of the way, Perry. <laughs> Big clack. Timber. Um, but yeah, there's a proper clack when he smacks the floor because mm. it doesn't look like he stops himself. Like he, he looks just, like he tried, but he failed miserably. It's like he's doing the worm. Like yeah. He f- proper flops. And his nose went first. <laughs> <laughs> just as back on the station, Jamie spies the second Doctor in a glass chamber. And he said a gas chamber then. Spies the second doctor in a glass chamber, writhing in agony, whilst a Sontaran fiddles with his buttons. What do you think of the glass tube that he's in? I don't really know what it's for. Well, it's... Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. What do you mean, what do I think of it, though? Well, do you think... It's a cool effect. Yeah, I, like yeah, I think it. it's great. Is it the... No, it's still the first episode, or is it the beginning? No, it's still the first episode when uh, Colin Baker's there, hmm. and he's fiddling with his buttons. Hmm. And, and he pops. Well, you can see um, <laughs> Perry and the fourth Doctor and fourth Doctor, third third Doctor and third Doctor. That's what he is, Troughton. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. No, he isn't. Yeah, he is. No, a, he he's isn't. A, he's a second Doctor. Yes. 
Um, Fourth? Back in the TARDIS, the sixth Doctor wakes up again and is a dick Mm. again. Mm. He says he has a vision of himself in his second incarnation being put to death. He says it's impossible since he is still alive, but he is also concerned that he may have died in the past and only exists now as a temporal anomaly. Thank you. He decides to consult his old friend Dastari. He does. He's got that um, list, like calling cards, isn't he? Mm. That he reads off. That's quite nice. Yeah, I like that. It, but then again, like if that happened now, I'd think that was tacky. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, if well, well, it has happened, doesn't it? I think. I'm sure David Tennant has done that. Somebody's done it. It's happened in New Who, where he's got a load of calling cards for somebody. I'm sure it has. It's not Tennant. I would have remembered. Mm. It seems like a Matt Smith thing. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe. It's somebody. Anyway, uh, the TARDIS materialises on the station. Everything is dark and it stinks. <laughs> the station computer demands the Doctor leave. Oh, it does stink. Rancid. Rancid. Some good quotes in that scene from Colin, though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, go on, Colin. When he refuses, it tries to kill Perry and him by depressurising the passageway. The Doctor opens a hatch, revering... <laughs> Sorry. It tries to kill Perry and him by depressurizing the passageway. The Doctor managed to open the hatch and revealing Perry's ass and drags her into the other room. Have you noticed that? That the door opens and it's just Perry's ass no. there. No. What a weird shot. Make her turn the other way. The dad's in it. There's a lot of shots down uh, Perry's um, brazier. There are a lot of yeah. shots. A lot of, per- <sighs> you know, when that cook... Grabs yes. Perry in the fourth episode. Yeah. No, third, sorry. It's a three-parter, isn't it? It is three. Really grabs her, doesn't he? He does. Ooh, for the dads. For it happens Come a on, lot, lads, 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 lads. <laughs> it happens a lot, though, for Nicola Bryant. She is used a lot yeah, like we've, it, It's Every time we've seen an episode of her, this is always brought up. Mm. So I'm sure that's more than a theory, Harold. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it is. Um, maybe, oh. maybe that was what inspired Amy Pond. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, yeah, uh, drags her into another room. On Earth, Chassini, Shokai, and a Sontaran, Major Val, talk about seeding... Se- no, they don't. They talk about seizing a Spanish hacienda, uh, killing its aged owner, Donna Arana. Do you say it like Donna? Donna. Donna. I don't know how you say I it. I don't know. Donna Arana. Let's say Arana. Um, so, we're in Spain. I don't know why we're in Spain. What's it about? What? The, the, What's there's, why? There's no reason that we're in Spain. It was going to be set. Uh, it was going to be set in New Orleans because of the culinary culture thing. Mm. Um, but there's, I just don't see any reason why it's in Spain other than What's the fascination? Have holiday. What's the fascination with food? What's all that about? Well. Because the weakest character in episode one was the cook. What's his name? Really? He's shit. Shark I've Eye. never... Yeah, Shark Eye. I've never seen... I have. But he's... He's the definition of a one-dimensional character. I think he's fantastic. Why? I just think he's one of the best things in this. I think he's really well acted. Okay. I think the character's really well-rounded and well why? done. Why? Why? Because you know you know what his race is. So he's, he's an androgam, and yeah. they're obsessed with food. Right. But this is a Robert Holmes thing, because Robert Holmes is a vegetarian. 
in his stories, he likes to have some sort of a, uh, like, a, what you call it? A moral hmm. thing. And there's quite a few themes in this story. There's like the animal welfare thing. So there's the moth hunting. Hmm. There's the fishing. Hmm. There's the hunting. There's the sort of a whole meat butchery hmm. thing. The doctor even says at the end, doesn't he, that we're going to be vegetarians from now on. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Creatures don't feel pain. There's a couple of other things like race issues as well, but that's the main reason with the whole food thing is because of Robert Holmes is vegetarian. I get that. And I get it's it's not a thing commented on a lot in Doctor Who because I mean it's a universal thing in the universe that things have to consume energy. I like that concept, mm. playing on that. Fucking Spain. With a guy with orange eye la- eyebrows, warts, and they're rice krispies. Did you know that? No, the warts are rice krispies. But they they were really good in the first like two episodes. Like they were convincing, mm. but by the end, it was just they were white with terrible makeup. What's that about? See, I I've seen a couple of people that have got an issue with the whole the constant food thing in the story. Mm. I don't have a issue with that, only because I don't think if it had been somebody else playing Shockeye, I think it'd have been different. Ah. But I think he does it well enough that it it doesn't get annoying. That it's like here we go again. I think the thing I like the concept too, I do. However, does it have any place in an episode where it's like a special with two doctors in it? Well, I don't think so. I was not expecting that. I don't think it. Uh, would you not rather instead of a villa, the two doctors are in a villa, they're uh, battling some Cybermen or some new monster that Well that's has... already been done though. Like the five doctors is like a romp of all of the things from Doctor Who. Right. So I think this is a different sort of a different choice of a multi doctor story. And I think it works well for the most part, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um yeah. <laughs> um, Jamie's old now, huh? It's weird. This he's, is so- he's acting like the same he was back then. I just don't think it works. He's like 40-odd and it's just... I don't know how old he is, but... He wouldn't be that old, I don't think. He but- had some bags. He was carrying some Tesco bags there, carrier bags. <laughs> back it, in it just, just- <laughs> And what I'm getting at is the whole thing's just very strange and it just doesn't work. Hmm. But go on. Anyway, uh, in Dastari's office, the Sixth Doctor discovers Dastari's journal and the Time Lord's objections to the Katz-Reimer experiments. The Doctor refuses to believe that the Time Lords are the ones who killed everyone on board. They leave the office to enter the service ducts, work their way to the control centre and try to deactivate the computer before it kills them. Back on Earth, they kill the Donna Arana. Are you English? What did you think of her? The old lady that they kill? Oh, bit pointless, isn't it? Really, but yeah. But I liked her. Oh. Blind as well. Oh. oh, um, that's how you know they're real villains. Exactly. Oh. Uh, Val goes then to set up a beacon for the Santaran ship. We cut back to the Doctor and Perry sliding out in a service hatch onto the set of Top of the Pops. Woo-hoo! Really? Yeah. It's part of a set of Top of the Pops, supposedly. <laughs> uh, Chasini has absorbed the old woman's mind. She finds that, uh, that they're out just outside Seville. 
Val tells them the Sontarans are in orbit. We then meet Oscar Bochevi and Anita off moth catching. What do you think of these two before we carry on? They're only there for two reasons, aren't they? Go on. Two reasons. One, to have an excuse for the Doctor to find the villa. Mm-hmm. Find where the spaceship landed. And two, to set up the restaurant scene later on. Apart from that, there's fuck all to do with them. I don't know why they're there. He's a weird man as well. It's it's an odd relationship as well, isn't it? Because yeah. I don't know whether they're supposed to be a couple. I thought one was the agent or... Because he's, he's there for like an expedition sort of thing, isn't he? Moffs. Well, I think it's like he's an actor, isn't he? Yeah. So he's an actor whose career's dried up and he's moved to Spain to own a, own a pub. Yeah. And uh, he likes moth catching. Maybe. Which is another sort of theme of the hunting thing, isn't it? Mm. Of yeah. Like the animal cruelty. Yeah, to be fair, right. It's well thought through, this Really story, well thought out. But it's like, it pointless. The theme comes up from the very start to the very end. Um, it flows through all the characters. Um, and it's really well thought out. I just think it doesn't work. I would have loved to see it done differently. Which is hard to do, really, because, you know... How can you... I think the one of the most disturbing scenes that could be considered that uh, would be the one of the first ones where Colin Baker goes into the butchery mm. on the station. Yeah. And it's like decomposing and the smell and he has some great quote about uh, this smell is like timeless and it's gone throughout the universe, stuff like that. I love that. Mm. Then we go to Spain and talk about like shepherd's pie and stuff like that. Oh, it's just... Why? I think the thing is, is that the story's good, but it's not good enough. No, it's not. Like, it's not fleshed out enough no, to make it... I'd say it's fleshed out. I'd say it's really fleshed out. <clears throat> I just think the, the found, foundation of the story, where the characters are situated... There's just uh, no point for it to be in Spain. No. Whatsoever. You could have done this just as easily in Liverpool. Or, you know... Oh, just double down on the grossness of food and meat and whole hunting and stuff like that. It's all yeah. alluded to, but we it's never hammered home how uh, tragic this could be, apart from that one scene in the butchery. I suppose when like Jamie and Perry are on the butchery table in the villa, hmm. um, but I mean, it's Doctor Who, they're not going to be sliced up, are they? It's just odd, isn't it? It's an odd mm. choice. But, yeah. Or, like, I don't know, like, we actually see... I'd like to ham home... What's his name? Shock Eye. Hmm. I'd like to see Shock Eye alluding to the fact that he ate that old woman or, or something like that and that it was rancid he wants someone younger well he did say he does say that doesn't he oh he so he did eat the woman he did eat the old woman oh i didn't know that yeah, oh, yeah. fair enough because he said what did he, he say something about the flesh being yeah he did odd but uh, uh, yeah he did he has eaten her oh i thought they were just saying that because because Jacini says that uh the only useful thing about her is her mind do you remember that scene mm. Uh, I thought wasn't they, a lot in it anyway. No, just, I thought they just disposed of the body. No, yeah, they, he does cook her. Oh, okay. Or eat her, or do something with her. I mean, yeah. the fact that I missed that and I was looking for it. I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure it is mentioned anyway. Like, I, I just would love to make it a bit more grim. If that's the message you, you, know, you want to send home. That. Hmm. Uh, what is the message? Of? Like, I get the writer's a vegetarian. Yeah. Um, But is it just... I think it's greed, isn't it, really? Gluttony, isn't mm. it? Gluttony. 
the Sontarans want time travel. Yeah. Um, yeah, greed and gluttony, isn't it? Then Dastari wants to sort of prove how good he is by changing Chassini from an androgum into a sort of superhuman. Mega genius. Mega genius mind. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that, isn't there? Well, you can see it's sort of double-sided. So the moth hunting, that's sort of for just no reason mm. other than to sort of look what I've got. Mm. And the same thing with fishing, really, I suppose, isn't um, it? That's a... The only two times it's brought up with humans haunted animals on Earth. Mm. It's the moth, and she asks her, his partner, or whoever she is, mm. asks asks o- Oscar, um, like, why why'd you kill them? Why can't you just look at them? Mm. So he, he just wants to observe them, and he does it humanely with uh, cyanide. Everyone <laughs> uh, <laughs> knows that's quite humane. And the other thing is that they... Shock Eye comments on how he's amazed at how the humans have evolved to capture all these animals and breed them and feed them to a point where their life is only to feed humans. Yeah, because when he's shock, reading all the yeah. the cookery books and you know recipes and stuff. Yeah, because he says that he says that there's a line in there about some animals are just kept in cages. To yeah, be that's it. Force fed mm. to purify the flesh. Mm. Um. Can I just ask, sorry? Yeah. Shock Eye. Yeah. And eventually the second Doctor. Yes. What's with the orange... It's just supposed to be the race, I think. Right, Because when Chassini dies at the end, she reverts back to being an androgum, doesn't she? But yeah, I don't think... Do you think Oscar and Anita are supposed to be a couple? Because I I can't Uh, see that. She's backing up the wrong tree anyway. uh, she's... She's out of his league, that's for sure. Definitely. Um, and she is Spanish as well, so it's nice to hear a Spanish accent mm, there. Yeah, I'm I don't think anybody else is. Spanish I was looking in the restaurant, I think like, I saw one person who was like, might be Spanish. I don't know. Perry mm. um, did allude to the fact that everyone's a tourist here, yeah. eating chips. But I think she's just a business partner or maybe his guide from his... Oh, that's true, because... Yeah, the, who's the, he's looking after the restaurant, isn't he? Yeah. Nobody cares. Maybe it's someone associated with that. Maybe. So Anita sees uh, a Sontaran ship zoom overhead and through binoculars observe Dastari and Which another th- Sontaran. I thought it looked pretty good, by the way. The, yeah, the, the effects looked, are all pretty good in this. It looked almost as good as this new Who in like Weird season that, three. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Anita sees the Sontaran ship zoom overhead and through binoculars they observe Dastari and a Sontaran curry. No, they're not. Carrying an unconscious second doctor towards the hacienda, Anita pulls Oscar off. Way, <laughs> lads, 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 lads. Anita pulls Oscar off to investigate. <laughs> investigate, thinking it's a plane crash. Back on the place on, on the PlayStation. <laughs> Back on Back. the PlayStation, the second doctor is playing Call of Duty. Back on the space station, the sixth doctor tries to stop the computer killing him. Suddenly, Perry is attacked by a man in rags. He cry- Her cries distract the doctor. He is hit by a gas trap and falls unconscious, ensnared in the wires. What do you think? He looked awkward up there, didn't he? Well, you could see the wire couldn't yeah. you, just before he falls. Yeah. I think it's done pretty well, though. It's a good it's cliffhanger. Right. Why does Perry go down the level, though? Uh, she's chasing the th- creature. She saw. She saw. Yeah, sure. but she was. She's terrified on the when she's with the doctor. Yeah. Say it was not terrified, but you know, she said, "There's something there. There's something there. There's something there." He starts fiddling. Colin with the box. always does that. 
in the episode we saw um revelation of the daleks yeah exactly the same thing he's so oblivious to everyone else in the scene and yeah. perry always gets the butt of it always yeah. poor perry but she just learned now by this point she's like ah, fuck yeah, off sod you yeah beats him up bed. beats jamie up well we don't know who oh, we, is, yeah. oh no um so what do you think of episode one uh, it's the best one. I think it's, it's great. the only good one, really. Episode one's great. Yeah, I'd say so. I was really excited after that. Uh, well, I tell you what, actually, we didn't touch on the Sontarans. No, they look dreadful. Oh, I'm glad you agree. They look absolutely yeah. shite. I'm, the masks. I've don't never fit. seen them in 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 an episode apart from in New Who, and I think they look great in that. In New Who, yeah, I think they're they're dire in. New oh, really? Who. Why? I think they've only the only time they've ever, they've. They've never been as good as the Time Warrior. The first time they ever appeared. Hmm. Time, yeah, Time Warrior. Shit, yeah, Time Warrior. Um, ever all the times after that, then they're just not as good. It doesn't bother me that they're tall in this because all the Santarans are like six foot in this, aren't they? Yeah, I thought. Is that a new motif in? It's the only one really that stands out. I think I can't remember if the invasion of time is the same. Well, yeah, I don't think they've ever been as good as the Time Warrior. They're all right in the Sontaran experiment. Mm. Then invasion of time, they're a bit ropey, and then this, the shite, New Who, the dire. I don't think the dire New Who. Okay, that's fine. Uh, There's no. Well, no. Why do you think the dire New Who? Because they're just children, and they've got no. Are they? Well, there's no threat to them whatsoever. No. Uh, Yeah, that's true. They've gone from this. Well, there's still a threat in this story. There's absolutely no point that they're in it. No. What a waste of the Sontarans in this story. Just a monster. Monster per minute. Yeah. NPM. Um, I think episode one's really strong. Mm. But I, my favourite bit is is when Colin uh, goes to the station for the first time to go through the butchery. Mm. And then all the lights, like, you got purple. Uh, lights shine down. All the lights are off. And... Um, the system is trying to hunt them down. Mm. Uh, you know, and they were in that room, the lights come on because it's cork and carpet or something. Well, they can't yeah. detect the heat. Brilliant. The computer voice is Dastari as well. Just doing oh. a different voice. Oh, okay. I think he does a pretty good voice. Mm. Um, episode two? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you think of episode one? Like, I just said it, though. It was yeah, great. But I think the best, the best bits for me... Are definitely Troughton. And right. I'd say especially the scenes with Troughton and Dastari. Mm. I think they bounce off each other really well. Mm, they do. Um, Dastari is also yeah. wearing glasses, sunglasses, because he's got a problem with his eyes. Oh, real life? The actor. Yeah, the studio lights makes him a bit... Huh. Hide some mouth. Just don't use them. <laughs> I thought it was cool anyway. No, yeah, I think it, uh, it works. Yeah. It works well with the costume. You wouldn't know. It's not sort of, why are you wearing sunglasses mm. inside? Are you one of them dicks that does that? It seems like it's fit that character though, because he seems quite um, with it. Happening. No, it, in introvert, introverted. Yeah. yeah, I think I think as well. I think he does it well as well. I think yeah. Tastari is pretty strong. Um, can I just say, you Colin? Can. Yeah, he always seems very disconnected from the scene he's in. Colin is. I really like him, by the way. He plays it in a w- weird way, but. I think Colin's great on location. Mm. I don't think he's great in the studio. Right. 
when he's outside, <laughs> when he's outside, yeah. I think he acts really well because he's a bit more subdued, I think. Mm. But when he's on in the studio scenes, he's a bit hammy. Mm. And I think it's because he's a theatre actor. Mm. I think it's probably more like a stage for him, isn't it? Lights on. Yeah. Cock out. Here we go. Wop. (laughs) (laughs) But he's all right. I'd say this is one of his strongest stories. I'd say so, because we've seen one of Colin before. Yep. Um, He wasn't really in it, so... He was by the end, but... But no, yeah. He seems a lot more confident than this. Hmm? A lot more confident. I still prefer the other one, though. The other one, Doctor. In which... Revelation to Daleks. I much prefer that episode. Oh, right. I thought it was great. I'd watch it again. Well, make make a change. Episode two. Perry knocks out her attacker and frees the Sixth Doctor, who saved himself by shutting off his respiratory passages. They find that Perry's attacker is a half-delirious Jamie, who's been hiding all the while. Why has Jamie turned into a caveman after what we find out is 12 days, I think? So it's 12 days that he's been left alone mm. and Jamie has turned into a ape. For for all he knows, everyone's disappeared and he's on that station alone. Mm-hmm. And there's no way for him to get out. And Would I, you go mad after 12 days? Oh, I don't know, but 12 days in isolation with no one to talk to. And everyone's gone, and you don't. You think they're not coming back? Sounds like bliss. Sounds great. Mm, does doesn't it? Mm. And also, if it's been twelve days, all of the food has gone off, mm. and the guns are still smoking on the wall. You know where all the gunshots are. Yeah, they're still smoking. Right after twelve days, must be hot bullets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why is he just decided as well to? I'm going to wear a sack now. Yeah, on the ninth well, day, he's got overalls on as well. Yeah. And the ninth day is like, I'm doing all right. I think I might wear a sack from now Wilson! Is that a castaway? It is, yeah. Right. Um, Jamie moans that they killed the Doctor. The Doctor hypnotises Jamie just enough for Fraser Hines to cop a look at Perry. Have you noticed that? When when, uh, Jamie gets hypnotised, Fraser Hines just conveniently Mm. falls to... Cop a look. Just a cop a look. Oh, poor Perry. Oh, God. That is Fraser Hines, though, that is. That is not Jamie. Was he a creep? He's not a creep, but he's a... He's a lad's man, isn't he's he? A, he's a lad. <laughs> he's a lad, is Fraser. Um, and he tells the Sixth Doctor what's happened. Returning to Dastari's office, the Doctor... Do- the Doctor suddenly sees Perry in the glass tube, writhing in pain. That's a nice little shock, that. Mm. And I think when... Because this story's in three parts, but it was split into a six-parter as well. So yeah, the normal 45 minutes, aren't they? Yeah. So the, at the normal 25-minute mark, that would have been a um, a mm. cliffhanger, that, I think. I think that is one of the ones that it is. I haven't made a note of Why all, wasn't it? Uh, just at this point, Doctor Who was just in three parts. Okay. Well, not three parts, in longer parts. Okay. Um. Anyway... Uh, I love that scene, by the way, though. I love yeah. having no idea what, what's going on. Yeah, it's great. Because you just trust in the storyteller, then, the writers, mm. to take you through it. And I did, and we went, ended up in Spain. Nice. 
So as the Doctor fiddles with the controls, the person in the tube changes from Perry to Dastari to the second Doctor and to the sixth. Himself. Himself. The Doctor then explains that it's an optical illusion to stop people searching anymore. <laughs> I am him. He will be me. And then Jamie says, so who will I be? I really like that line. Mm. I like Jamie's responses to things that people say. They're great in this. Mm. He took a back seat, though. Yeah, it's... Honestly, by episode three, I can't remember anything he's doing in it. Is he's he there? there? Yeah, he is there. Yeah. I honestly don't remember him being there at all. I like Jamie. That's... I love Jamie. I will... I'd love to see more of him. Troughton and Jamie. Troughton and Jamie. Troughton and Hines, mm. or the Doctor and Jamie, are such a great TARDIS team, because you can tell that they both love working with each mm. other. Like They've got a, such a rapport. It's so nice to see. Um, the Sixth Doctor puts himself into a telepathic trance to find his past incarnation. He wakes up and starts pissing everybody off by saying, Boing! Yeah, what was that about? Uh, well, having heard the sounds of Santa Maria, the largest of the 25 bells at the Great Cathedral of Seville. So I was half expecting when he goes, Boing! Perry just kicks him in the balls and mm. Jamie just nabs him in the neck. But, oh, God, that was annoying. That's the writer's going too far, that. The audience won't know that. Why put it in? He just comes off as a dick. Yeah. Well, it'd be better than him going, the bells. We'll write something else, then. Well, maybe. <laughs> like him sniffing. That makes more sense. That does make more sense, though, doesn't it? I if he was just smelling. Cause the whole He's not going to smell a bell, though, is he? No, why are we still talking about a bell? What? We... Could you just drop it? Bring it down. Come on. Because if he's there, he'd be smelling the food because the whole theme is about food. So I think he should yeah, just smell. Yeah. Um, in the cellar of the Hacienda. Am Jamie, I saying that right? Hacienda. Hacienda. It's a card map, so I guess so. Okay. F1 says Hacienda on okay. card. In the cellar of the Hacienda, Dastari and Cassini set up the equipment. The second doctor is drugged and passive. Shock eye, then choose a rat. Likes to eat him raw, doesn't he? Oh, a good chef eats him raw before. It's, yeah. Oh, I think he's crap. Do you? Yeah, he really gets on great. my tits. I think he's great. Right. <laughs> Moving on. The TARDIS... No, it doesn't. The TARDIS... No, it doesn't. The TARDIS materialises near the Hacienda. Oscar thinks it's a real police box. Not bad. And the Doctor and his companions are plain-clothed officers. Well, Colin is hardly plain-clothed. Perry's wearing hardly anything. And Jamie's got a fucking tartan sporran and kilt on. So they're definitely plain clothes police, aren't they? Mm. They they don't cause any suspicion dressed like that. Do you reckon they're police over there? Which one? The one in the um, Rupert the Bear trousers. The one that's dressed like she's in an 80s music video. And the Highlander over there in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Officers. Officers. Fuck. They're so weird. The doctor asks that Oscar lead them to the Hacienda... One thing as well, you know when they go back in the TARDIS and the Doctor says about the bells? Hmm. Perry, I'm sure, mouths arsehole. She does mouth something. Yeah, I can't work out what it is. I, I remember... There's, I'm sure <laughs> there's... <laughs> <laughs> she has a, he has a right go at her, doesn't he, about yeah. something? And then she just goes... Arsehole. Everyone doesn't like him. 
Well, yeah, but there's even a Jamie he's a dick, isn't in, he? a, in this episode. I think your doctor's worse than mine. Yeah, I think yours is worse than Ooh. mine. Yikes! It's like everyone knows he's a he's just yeah. a dick. Oh God, poor Colin. Oh, he's a kisser. He's a kisser. <laughs> um, um, yeah, anyway. Why? Uh, well, also, I think a great thing is that when they get to Spain, mm. he does ditch the coat, Colin. Makes sense. Well, he'd be melted. Oh, imagine the, the sweat smell. on him. He's a big lad as well, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's got a lot of heft. <laughs> Him running around Spain, he'd be humming. <laughs> I'm not acting with him, he stinks. But, oh yeah, thank God. And it, do you know what? It makes such a difference without that coat on. The character is so much more tolerable. Really? Yeah. The coat is a big issue. Really? I think so. Why? Just because it just it's it's a symbol of everything that is wrong with the 80s who. Mm. Gash. Mm. Just jarring. Oh, it's so tacky. It's terrible. Mm. There's some people have like recolorized the coat, mm. and there's a blue one that's just sort of blue patches that are all different, like slightly different mm. shades of blue, and that really works. Uh-huh. It's like in, um, pardon me, it's like in Revelation of the Daleks. You know, when he's got that blue cloak on at the beginning when yeah. they're making their way to the um, barely uh, tranquil repose. It's so much better because you can't see that coat. Mm. It's sort of when there's a serious scene and you see him dressed yeah. like that, it's like, oh, God's sake. That is true, isn't it? What a weird choice. It's terrible. Um, Dastari plans to dissect the second Doctor's cell structure to isolate his symbiote... Symbi- oh, fuck. Dastari... Wish me luck. Dastari plans to dissect the second Doctor's cell structure to isolate his symbiotic nuclei and give them to Chassini. The Sixth Doctor asks Perry to create a distraction at the Hacienda's front door while he and Jamie enter the cellar. Perry interrupts Dastari's operation. She poses as a lost American student. Chassini is suspicious. It's probably the accent. Having read the thoughts of the Doctor in her mind, Chassini gets Shockeye to bring the Second Doctor through the hall, strapped to a wheelchair, to see if Perry reacts. Perry makes her excuses and leaves not knowing who the Second Doctor is, but Shockeye chases after her. Should I carry on? Have you got more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the wheelchair scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that wheelchair. Apart from when... Joe and strapped up in episode three. Oh, yeah. It says, can you reach that, Perry? Oh, I don't know if I can. I don't know. Uh, mean... A foot in front of her. Uh... Cool. Meanwhile, the Sixth Doctor and Jamie are in the cellar. The Doctor examines the cat's Rhymer module. He tells Jamie that once the module's Bryode nebulizer is primed with his symbiotic nuclei, it will be safe for anyone to use. I'm really proud that I've just read that out in one go. Yeah. The Sontarans overhear him. Outside, Shockeye catches up to Perry. She trips and falls. She does a good smack fall as well. Mm. Shockeye <laughs> looms over her, drooling. Oh, it's disgusting. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Everybody does good falls in this. Mm. When somebody falls over, like Perry proper goes down, doesn't yeah. she? Colin goes down like a sack was, of spuds. Was it downhill as well? Yeah. Oof. She she supposedly like sprains her ankle and she got trips. Like All that. you need is one little rock pointing out of that grass. Nicola Bryant dead. Uh, what do you think of episode two? Uh, it's the first bit where it's going down, isn't it? Yeah. 
people it's, are leaving the, the bus. The bus to appear now, aren't they? The bridge is collapsing. People mm. are getting off that bus, but I'm still on it. I don't know why. It's just the Sontarans for me. Like they're there, and you keep thinking that they're going to do something, but they they're on, they're they they don't s- do anything. The Sontarans in this story reminded me very much of season four Sontarans with the uh, the Sontaran stratagem. You remember that? The Atmos and the cars and the gas. Mm-hmm. Where they're there and they're a big... It's like an indirect villain. Where they're all about fighting and never turning away from your enemy. Yet they're never at the front of the fight. It's hard to think of like another way that you do it. Like if you used an unknown monster, they just wrote a new monster into this, into the two Doctors you'd complain that they weren't seen enough. But the fact that it's a recurring monster sort of makes it, well, why have you wasted them in this? I, it makes sense them being there, to be fair, because they just want a technology to get the leg up on the, the wall. Yeah, but that, they just don't do anything, having. though. There's only, a, there's only like a handful of them. There's only two, we only see two, yeah. don't we? Which I think le- is part of the problem. His leg. If there was more of them... Maybe it would have been better because mm. they'd have had to have more to do, wouldn't they? But then it's it's it'd take more than just two gas bombs to kill them. Yeah. Episode three. Shockeye knocks out Perry and brings her into the kitchen. In the cellar, Stike threatens to kill Jamie unless the sixth doctor gets into the module and primes it with his symbiotic print. The doctor does so. Stike is about to kill Jamie anyway, but Jamie stabs him in the leg. <laughs> The Doctor and Jamie run upstairs where they find the second Doctor. Before they can release him and escape, Shockeye walks in with Perry. The second Doctor pretends to be unconscious whilst they hide. There's a scene. Hmm. Whilst the sixth Doctor and Jamie watch from their hiding place, Jacini voices her concerns. If a second Time Lord is involved, the other Time Lords may come. She asks Dastari to turn the Doctor into an Andragon. Interrupting Shockeye before he slaughters Perry, Chassini has him bring the second Doctor to the cellar. Outside, Stike is preparing to leave in the Cart's Rhymer module. There's a thing. The Sontarans are big lads as well, aren't they? Yeah. That Cart's Rhymer module. going stink in there. He ain't going to fit in there, is he? Oh, no. I want to see two Sontarans trying yeah. to sit on each other's knees. And why in this do the Sontarans talk like pirates? One of them is awful. And they talk really strangely through their badly fitting masks. They've got four lips. Yeah, because masks weird. just don't fit. No. It's terrible. Um, once on Tyrant Tar- High Command has been notified, uh, he will leave no survivors. Survive- there, 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 there. He will leave no survivors. He orders Val to set the Sontaran Battlecraft self-destruct self- self- mechanism. So there's a bit of foreshadow in there. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's different at this point. <laughs> what are we on now? I Episode three, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> in the cellar, Chassini's stun guns shock eye. The sixth doctor revives Perry in the kitchen and ushers Jamie and her away. The sixth doctor tells him what he has revealed about the imprimatur. Oh, God. Is that how you say it? Imprimatur. Imprimatur. In the cellar was not strictly true. 
He had heard Stike approaching and the speech was for the Sontaran's benefit. The machine worked for the Doctor, but will not work for them because the Doctor has taken the Bryo Nebulizer. Plot reason. Yeah, exactly. Dastari has now implanted the second Doctor with 50% Andrigam inheritance. When Shockeye wakes in a rage, he finds a kindred spirit to the transformed Doctor. They decide to go to the town and try the local cuisine. This is the point for me where it goes, Oh, just now, is it? Yes. All right. I will say... That was an hour ago. (laughs) Troughton is obviously having a hell of a lot of fun playing the Andrigam. Yeah, he loves it. He's having so much fun. But... Is this the last episode he's in? It is his last appearance as the Doctor. I think he died... Oh no. 80s. Oh, it's weird to think they died. Yeah, eighty late eighties. Oh, that's sad. So probably well, not long after this, really. No, I say not long. It's a few years after this. But still, um, how did he die? Stroke? I think he, no, heart attack. I think. Oh. But let's keep it light. Yeah. Um, do, do you know what? Troughton is amazing. Yeah. Like you know, and I think a lot of people say this that he's great, but it's. When you start watching Troughton, we will do some more Troughton. Mm. He's the second Doctor as well. He, if it, if Troughton hadn't succeeded, the programme wouldn't have carried on. You reckon? So if Troughton wasn't as good as he is, mm. wasn't as good as he was, the programme wouldn't have carried on. Tis was. Tis is what is. <coughs> yeah, because if, if Troughton had bolsed it up, or it wasn't him, not saying that somebody else couldn't have done it, but because he did such a good job, he set the print for what Doctor Who is. Yeah. What Matt Smith is. Oh, for God's sake. See, I hate this. I hate people comparing him to Matt Smith. But it's horrible, isn't it? We'll get to it. But I've got nothing but respect for Troughton because I think he's absolutely excellent. Yeah. In everything he is in, in every story Troughton is in, he is absolutely spot on. Mm. His script isn't spot on in this, but he doesn't put a foot wrong acting. No. So, And he knows it's shit, so he's just having fun with I, it. Well, I'm sure this was his favourite thing he did. No way. And, and it's Colin Baker's favourite one, because he got to work with Troughton. A lot of actors do Trout... Uh, no, they don't. They don't Trout. They cite <laughs> Troughton as, a, you know, where it's at. Non-Who actors as well. No. Troughton is still... Really? Revered. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think Troughton is down as one of Britain's great character really? actors. Really? Yeah. He's great in The Omen as well because he's the vicar, isn't he, that gets stabbed? Oh God, yeah. Yeah. That's he's weird. in loads of stuff. That's he pops weird. up all the time. Anyway, what do you think of this part? So where where Troughton turns into the Andrigam? Um, I've never eye-rolled as hard as I did in this. This bit. Because, like, the worst character in this story and the best of this story is now converted. And now it's just going to be a real shit show, isn't it? And it was. So I just switched off and just had fun with it at the end. I think that's... A, I think everyone did. Yeah, the story... It feels like it anyway. The story is a is a black comedy, isn't it? But it doesn't really work. So I think if you can sort of go into the story thinking, right, don't take it serious. Take it as a sort of joke. Like New Who. 
I think yeah. Well, I'd, I'd say to some at some extent, when I watch New Who, I have to sort of switch off that it's not going to be what Classic Who is hmm. because it isn't. No, New Who, Classic Who are so completely different. You cannot look at them as being the same thing. So as long as you can sort of it's like the snake you said, isn't it? Exactly, shedding its skin. <laughs> um, as long as you can watch it. Not with an open mind, sort of with your eyes squinted. You know, like when somebody's got a pixelated face on Crime Watch. You know, like when your eyes squinted. As long as you look at it like that, it's fine. It's not great, but it sort of masks its imperfections, I think. If you can think of it as sort of being a flawed production, but sort of see what they wanted to do with it. It's like watching, you know... It, I, I just thought, oh, no, I'm not going to give it that. Why would you give it that? Why wouldn't you give every bad episode ever that treatment? Because you can see what they're trying to do. All right, then. <laughs> give it up. All right, I'll give up, then. Give up. That's it, then. Sod it. Do you know what? Yeah, it's... I don't know. Oh, well. In the meantime, Dastari lures over the Sontarans... <laughs> over the Sontarans into the cellar. Chassini attacks them with two canisters of coronic acid, or as we call them, fireworks. Val is killed, but Stike, though wounded escapes. The Sixth Doctor and Perry and Jamie and uh, and uh, and uh, follow the Second Doctor and Shockeye into Seville, hoping to cure him before he cha- before the changes become complete and it affects the Sixth Doctor as well. Dastari and Chassini are seeking the two of them, knowing that unless the Second Doctor undergoes a second stabilising operationally, uh, operationally? Operation. He will eventually reject the Andragum transfusion. Stike, now covered in snot, tries to use the module, but it severely burns him. He goes back to the Sontaran battleship, forgetting he put the self-destruct on. Nice one. The ship explodes, taking it him with massive it. massive explosion. Well, it is, it is a real explosion. Yeah. Well. Do you know why the explosion is so big? No. So, the BBC had, say, like 100 quid mm. for explosives, right, to do the explosion. <laughs> when they went to Spain, they couldn't take the explosives with them. Uh, so when they went to Spain, they spent the same amount of money thinking that they'd get the same amount of explosives. Mm. So they spent 100 quid or whatever it was on the explosives, set them off, let it off, and it was like four times Fucking as big. Hell. <laughs> and it I is bet that Santara shit himself. It's, uh, the explosion is massive, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. ridiculous. It's got my attention straight away. Like, I, Fucking hell. Yeah, you can imagine John Nathan Watching a Turner, Michael Bay film. Well, you can imagine John Nathan Turner sat there in his director's chair, his producer's chair, rather, as the explosion goes off, thinking, shit, me. Mm. Like, all of the windows just go... <laughs> Smash through. <laughs> the monitor's cracked. Brilliant. All the lenses oh snap on God. <laughs> Shockwave. It was massive. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Brilliant, though. Yeah. It's so good. Like, yeah. it's massive. Anyway... The second Doctor and Shockeye go to Oscar's restaurant. They order tons of food. When Oscar asks them to pay, Shockeye stabs and kills him, just as the sixth Doctor and the others arrive. Shockeye leaves behind the second Doctor. We then get a funny but awful death scene from Oscar, and the Doctor finishes it with saying, Good night, sweet prince. What the fuck is exactly what I said then? I just went on my phone. It's bollocks awful. to that. I'm not sick of it. Well, it's, not, it's not awful. It is. Yeah, it is awful. All right. Try and defend that. Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> it's rubbish. God, you'd want to reshoot, wouldn't you? Can we do it again? 
We've got time. <laughs> I'll do that joke again. We've got <laughs> ten minutes. So they arrive back at the hacienda. Shockeye shows us Stike's leg. That is so funny, that bit. <laughs> With green snot blood, whatever it is. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's because he sizzled, isn't it? Yeah. In the acid. Well, all... Yeah, horrible death, you think, but he's writhing in pain for... It must have been hours in the story. Well, yeah, it's going to be like half an hour, isn't it? He yeah. stumbles out of the room, Can't goes outside see shit. in the boiling heat. Yeah, and then sees a ship, yeah. and like, oh, that's there it, it is, that's there it. There it is, gets in. Take oh, off. fuck! Boom! <laughs> that's a horrible death. Um, <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. Doctor Six then grabs Doctor Who and pulls him out of the restaurant. I won't do another pulling off joke. Doctor Six grabs Doctor Two and pulls him out of the restaurant. Wait! Jacini and Dastari hold them at gunpoint to take them back to the hacienda. Trout does his classic arms straight up as they get arrested. He does it all the time. Where he's like flat like that. Everybody else is like that. You know when you put your hands up. Not that I've been arrested, but you know what I mean. Yeah. He does that. Mm, like especially at gunpoint, you yeah, know. Yeah. When you're, yeah. Straight up in the air. That was nice. Um, they arrive back at the hacienda. Shockeye shows us Stike's leg. Jacini and Dastari... Have I just read this? No, I haven't. Jacini and Dastari find the nebulizer missing. The sixth doctor tells them how he primed the machine for Stike to test the doctor's claim. They replace the nebulizer and send Perry on a trip to the module and she survives. Yeah. Jacini gives Shockeye permission to eat Jamie. The Andragum takes him to the kitchen. Alone for a moment, the Sixth Doctor smugly confirms the Second Doctor's suspicions. The the nebulizer is sabotaged. The Doctors revive the key... No, they don't. The Doctors retrieve the key to the chains. The Sixth Doctor frees himself first and then runs to save Jamie. He encounters Shockeye in the kitchen. The Andragon wounds with... No. Oh, yeah. The Andragon... The Andragon wounds him with a knife, then chases him, but the Sixth Doctor finds Oscar's cyanide. He ambushes Shockeye and kills him. You're just desserts. Now, that is a very calculated kill for the Doctor there, of Shockeye, and very out of character. The Doctor got some cyanide yeah. and decided to kill a man. Yes. I don't like Colin anymore. I did it at the start, but I don't like him anymore. It's not oh, his fault. It's not his fault. Well, the sight of the doctor's blood is too much for Chassini. She drops to the floor oh, and starts God. licking it. Her, right, what is... What Adbabrom? What are they called? Andragum. Andragum. Gum. Andragum. What is that? What is, what is it? It's just... A, it's supposed it a to robot? be... It's a primitive race, isn't it? So... And this is like another theme, the sort of race, racial element of the story where you sort of, where they're saying you can't really change who you are, which is no matter like how good you do, if you're from the slums, you'll still be shit. So like, even though she's not an Andragon, well, she is an Andragon, but she's been, you know, she's been superhumaned. Mm. Inside, she's still an Andragon. So when she sees the blood, she can't not go for it. So it's like once an androgum, always an androgum. What is the species, though? It's just a humanoid. Is it man-made? No. Right. I was under the impression that it was all man-made and that he, the guy with the glasses, was like 
changing her mind and like well he's put she is Chasini is the same as Shockeye they're the same race I didn't know that but Dastari has operated on Chasini to make her like superhuman right just hit the mic then sorry everybody so at this point when she sees the doctor's blood her androgen brain sort of switches back in because she can't resist the blood. Right. So I think this is another one of those plot things or, you know, it's like another one of those themes of sort of of a racist, a racial element to the story of, you know, you can't change who you are. It just doesn't work. I think it works. I well, think it's alright. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm flagging with this episode now. I just thought it was shite. <laughs> I really thought it was dull. What, is, what are other people's opinions on this? I think it's 50-50. I think people either like it or they really don't like it. Well, no, actually, that's not true. I think it's just a middle It's a middle of the road normally for most people. Not for me. I think people enjoy it because Troughton's in it. But, anyhow. I'm sorry, Harold. It's all right. I'm making it difficult for you. He realises... So, she drops to the floor and starts licking the blood. He realises that no matter how augmented she may be, Chassini will always be an androgen. He decides to free the second Doctor and his companions. When Chassini sees this, she shoots and kills Dastari. She tries to shoot the second Doctor and Perry as well, but Jamie throws a knife at her, making her drop the gun. Chassini goes into the module, hoping to escape, but the module explodes, turning her back into a common androgen. The second Doctor uses the Statenheim... Yeah, I thought I said it right. Statenheim mo- remote control to summon his TARDIS. He does a little whistle as well. And I quite like that. That he whistles the TARDIS in. Why is that okay? When... Because he's not really whistling the TARDIS, is he? He's got the thing in his hand to summon it. Oh, right. It was, but a, jest. Sort of... it was a jest. Yeah. I get you. It's not like... Telling... I'm assuming so, anyway. It's not like... He's not going... Yeah. When the TARDIS arrives. He's pressing the button, but yeah. whistling, you know. Because Tennant does something similar. Where he'll press the key and it's like a car, like beep beep. Oh God! But it's a, it's a real thing, but it doesn't really work. Mm. It's just awkward, and you make it makes you hate tenant anyway. He and Jamie say their goodbyes. Then Fraser Hines kisses Perry because Jamie wouldn't do that. Like it's in the script, obviously, for Jamie to kiss Perry. Yeah, but Jamie would not do that. Oh, I see what you mean. I thought it's another character. No, I'm, I imagine that Fraser Hines would have said. Well, wouldn't it, was, have said. it wasn't a kiss. It wasn't like a sloppy joke. No, it was I just know, like a but peck. it's yeah. But Jamie wouldn't have done that. In the classic Who, when Jamie is a companion, mm. Jamie is so unsexualized because mm. he comes from a time where it, where he's just not like that. Yeah. He's just it's not his character. But anyway, he kisses Perry and they leave. Oh, the she's s- irresistible, isn't Ooh. she? <laughs> the Sixth Doctor and Perry make their way back to their own TARDIS. The Doctor tells them that from now on, it will be a healthy vegetarian diet for the both of them. Yeah, Colin. We believe you, mate. And that's the end. Blackpool. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every Colin episode should end like that. So... Well, it does. It just cut, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts? Come on. This to me is like how you perceived uh, the Absorb Lop episode to be. Where I see what they're trying to do, but it just doesn't work. Okay. I think that's an apt 
comparison. All right. Did you enjoy it? No. Uh, not at all. Not really. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, there's some little bits, isn't there? Like the leg, the explosion, action. You know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the wheelchair scenes. Um, Perry. I love Perry in this again. Mm-hmm. Jamie looks tired. And Jamie, <laughs> they've, the thing is, they've dressed him up as well. Like he was never really dressed. I don't know what you call that. Th- is it a sporran? You know, like the sash thing. That he just comes out with. Like he never wore that before. He, can't, he when he came and out with massive. that, it was, it was a massive. It's like he's carrying a carpet. Yeah. Like it's huge. Like a body over his shoulder. But that doesn't. He comes out with it with a massive grin on his face, doesn't he? Well, the thing, yeah, he's so proud. Of yeah, it. I love Jamie though. I think, mm. but ugh. now the main, the glaring thing for this really is that Troughton and Jamie are older. Mm. Obviously, older. Like Troughton's got grey hair. Yeah, and Jamie's. Why aged. wouldn't they dye it? Well, I think they asked him to dye it, and he said he didn't want to dye his hair. Right. But I think you've got to say. You've got to say, well, come on, you, you, you've got to. Yeah. But then again, Jamie looks older, so it's this is sort of it defeats the object of doing it. Why is Troughton dying his hair when Jamie looks, you know, fifteen years older? Mm. But there is a fan theory. Before when at the end of the War Games, when Troughton regenerates, we don't see him change into John Pertwee. So. We don't see his face change. We just see him sort of get sucked into the void with his face sort of spinning around and everything. Mm. So over the years, fans have made this season 6B world that sometime before... When Troughton finishes his run, before Pertwee starts, that's where these stories fit. Like he was... Yeah, so this is him lost in that rift sort of thing. Yeah, so... yeah. Which sort of makes sense, but it's the only explanation that there can be for sort of, well, you do these missions for us before we exile you to Earth. Because John Pertwee's first season is that he's exiled. Yeah. So it sort of makes sense that, you know, do this for us and then, you know, get in your cage. But I don't mind that idea. I think it works all right. It's a good it's a it's a nice explanation for why they are older. But at the beginning of the story, this is the only thing is that they say they've dropped Victoria off. But Victoria was the companion before Zoe. So at the end of the war games, the doctor's got Zoe think, and Jamie. I think the fans just clutching his straws, you know, putting glitter on a turd. Yeah, putting glitter on a turd. I it's come on. It's they're not thinking that far ahead. I know it's it, fan theories aren't like an explanation, really, are they? It's a fun thing to um, expand on the story and what ifs, and they are fun. But when you have glaring plots like that, I mean, yeah, I don't know. On the topic of um, Patrick Triton's hair, Chassini mm. and Dastari are wearing wigs, mm. and their wigs got lost on the way to Spain, so the ones that they're wearing are shite because her hair looks awful. Oh, really? Yeah. That oh. bob thing looks terrible. Lost. Um, Just don't film it in fucking Spain, then. <laughs> do it at home. Honest to God. And the Sontarans are terrible. Yeah. They've got some weird dialogue as well. Do you reckon a lot of it's because of the heat? Everybody sweat. Well, all the interior stuff is done back here. Yeah. 
But all the weird stuff that they say tends oh, to be okay. inside. Yeah. Because uh, Stike says, as that speech to the doctor, to the second doctor, isn't it, where he says, oh, the loneliness of command, and you wouldn't understand. What? A Santaran wouldn't say that. <laughs> also, picking up on a little point, I know I've mentioned the timeless child before, but there's an interesting thing that popped up when I was doing some research for this. So the idea of the second Doctor being operated on with the intent of removing a unique Time Lord genetic trait was part of Robert Holmes's aborted script for the five Doctors. In the script, the Cybermen planned to extract a unique organic mech... Uh, shit. Planned to extract a unique organic mechanism from the Doctor and place it, them, place it in themselves, becoming Cyber Lords. Nice. Which is the thing that is in The Timeless Child, where the Cybermen turn into Cyberlords. But Colin Baker stated that this was his favourite episode to make, mainly because he got the chance to work with Patrick Troughton. Brilliant. And this is Troughton's last performance as the Doctor. Now, on the subject of Robert Holmes writing this, I think Eric Saywood had a lot to do with rewriting this. And I can't really find out how much of this has been fiddled with, but there's a lot of violence in this, which tends to be an Eric Saywood thing. Because Eric Saywood wrote Revelation of the Daleks mm. that we watched, and Eric Saywood's favourite writer is Robert Holmes. So when Eric Saywood writes, he is trying to be Robert Holmes, but he isn't as good. Mm. So, Aww. well, he isn't. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but he isn't. So he tries to write in a way that he thinks Robert Holmes would do. But in this story, there's a lot of violence. It doesn't really bother me. It's not as bad as in Revelation, like mm. with um, the scene. Yeah, at least it. in this story it makes sense. It's like warranted violence. Yeah, but... Like for the themes and the plot. It's odd. It's And he said he thought, he thought the story was uh, poorly directed. Peter Moffat, the director, wasn't happy with the amount of violence. Is that Steve Moffat's dad? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Robert Holmes was unhappy with the direction, saying it could have been more horrific and Oscar's death should have been more tragic rather than comedic. I'd agree there. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. Um, Eric Saywood thought the story was poor directed, poorly directed. Well, Eric... It's always easy to blame someone else, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, on the whole, I don't mind this story. It isn't great. I don't think it's terrible. Um, do you want to give it a colour? Red. Red? Yeah. Wow. I wasted time with this. I'm going to go amber. It destroys everything Doctor Who's built. Does it? Yeah. Colin's a twat. He's a, he's a prick all the way through his run, though. Troughton, half of it doesn't even play the Doctor. No. At least he has fun with it, I guess. Yeah. Perry's felt up again. Jamie is done. At least he's happy with that kilt, wherever it is. The Santarans are jokes. The theme's lost. We're in Spain, in probably, like, one of the actors' mum's villas. You can borrow me mum's house. Oh, She's out. What else we got? Shockeye is... Shockeye. The most one-dimensional character I can think of right now. Oh, I think he's brilliant. I will say, Shockeye, if I he's think he's one of the best what? villains of the 80s. Why? He's played well, yeah. But Yeah, I think he's played well. I think he's acted well. And I think the character's interesting. 
I would Why? have liked to have Why seen him crop back up. I just think he does interesting things. Like what? Like everything he does in the story. I like the idea of the Andrigams being this sort of poor race, as they sort of stated. But they obviously they're aware of the Time Lords, because at the beginning when Troughton comes in and he says, I am a Time Lord, he says, oh God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But perhaps he's aware of that because of the plan. Mm. But I just think I just think he's an interesting character. It wouldn't have worked bringing him back. Cause Maybe because he looks like a joke, I don't know. Maybe because he's sort of he's dressed in like a sort of Highland thing as well, isn't he? Mm. He's sort of so like hunter sort of thing, yeah, English hunter. It's a bit mishmash, isn't it? Yeah. He's got all those things around his belt, and um, yeah, I don't mind it. I'm going to go amber. I it's I can watch this quite easily. The more times I watch it, wa- wash it. The more times I watch it, it doesn't change my opinion of it. It sort of stays the same. I can enjoy it and watch it, but when I dissect it. I think it's not it's not great. I don't think it's bad. A so couple of a, tweaks, and it, I think it would be good. A couple. Mm. I don't think it's far off. I, genuinely, I don't think it's far off being good. The biggest one, Spain. Why would you choose Spain? Well, there is no reason for them to be there. <sighs> it is because someone had a villain said, "You can film well, it." it, it well, no, they did book. It is a, an excuse for. GNT to have a holiday. Definitely. <laughs> but I suppose it's nice. It's nice seeing Seville. Yeah, it's strange. It's uh, And I suppose it's the only thing that sort of makes this feel like a special, other than having Troughton there. <laughs> Doctor Who in Spain. You know. We're going on a holiday. Well, they've done it, they've done it a couple of times, haven't they, where they've been to other places. City of Death, they go to Paris. In the, um, is it Ark of Infinity they go to? Amsterdam. Might not be Ark of Infinity. Something like that. They go to Amsterdam. Go to Spain in this. Quarries in Wales. All the time. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey ho. It's a proper red. Well, I never I, want to see it again. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. sorry. Oh, I am sorry. I hate it because I don't really... I don't have the energy to dig into it. Because it, you hate it that much. I don't hate it. It's just... It's a proper one when you just go on your phone. Oh, that's And I sad. never go on my phone during, like... I bet that's a lie. No. Why I'm, are you lying? I never do. Why are you lying? That's why I'm Why really, are you lying? That's why I'm really bad at responding, because whenever I'm doing anything like that, I just don't go on my phone. Oh, uh, well. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry, Harold. That's all right. What's the feedback on this? Oh, we're doing it at the end, don't we? We'll do that at the end. All right. <laughs> do you want to do yours now? <sighs> We're on to me now, are we? We are on oh, to you. Right. Well, my choice for this week was the 11th hour, which is an episode... It's the first episode for Matt Smith. It is. And it's in season five of New Who. Aired on the 3rd of April, 2010. I was under the impression that Matt Smith didn't come into it. It's like 2013. But it's still really quite early, isn't mm. it? If you think. So it's still like 12 years ago. It's crazy that, isn't it? It is. Well, it, it came up on Twitter the other day, wasn't it? Was it 16 years ago or 17 years ago this week that Christopher Eccleston was announced as the Doctor? It was in that thing we were watching. Was T. Davis said it? Oh, yeah, when yeah. We had him, when, we, when we had him on Zoom. Mm. He said, didn't he? That's weird, isn't it? Such, it feels a long time ago, that, doesn't it? Yeah. 
I don't think I was there for that. Like I was there, I was born. I just can't. I wasn't into Doctor Who then, but I remember the announcement. Dear, and I didn't. Obviously, I didn't know who Christopher Eccleston was. Mm. I think my mum and dad did. Well, he's a, he is a well-known actor, isn't he? That's yeah. what he's picked. But I remember the hype. I I don't know when. I wish I remember when I started watching it. I just remember being there for Chris's season. Hmm. I don't know if I would have watched repeats. I was definitely there week by week for Tenant, though. I think I remember that. Yeah, I would have thought it was probably probably trickled in because I imagine for like people that were our age when New Who started, like definitely not like in my case, but for the average viewer, their parents probably said, "Watch this." Yeah, because it would have been on when they were. The episode after this one, the Beast Below. Mm is where I stopped watching Doctor Who. Right. And I remember the very scene where I stopped watching Doctor Who. It's strange, because I started watching it last night. And it's when Amy Pond lifts up the tarpaulin to look under something mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode. don't know what it is about that scene, but it switches me off. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well. Um... So it's funny, isn't it, how long it's been going? Like, when's New Who going to be considered? Oh, it won't. It's still well, new. It is, it is. It's getting old, this, isn't this it? classic New Who now, isn't there, really? Yeah. Because it's yeah, 20 years this, now, isn't it? After Coming up for Planet of the Dead. Yeah. I say not necessarily Planet of the Dead, but after they go HD, probably The Waters of Mars. I think after The Waters of Mars... You, see, you feel a different vibe in Doctor Who. They're, they're starting to change uh, how they make it. And obviously, yeah. in 11th Hour, they got different writers, a uh, different producer, uh, different... Is it showrunner as well? Is it still the same showrunner? Uh, Stephen Moffat now. It's different. After the... From when? Sorry. Uh, with Matt Smith now. Matt Smith, yeah. New showrunner. Yeah. So, a completely different vibe to old Who. To old new Who. <laughs> um... So, shall I give you a little synopsis? Go on. After a literally explosive regeneration, the why? Why was this one in particular so explosive? Is it an excuse to make the you know have a new TARDIS? Well, uh, on why it crashes, I think so. Uh, Maybe it's because Tennant's holding on so much. He doesn't want to give up. He doesn't hold on any longer than Peter Davison. He might try and fight it, though. What, more than Peter Davison for that whole story? He doesn't. He didn't want to go. Oh, uh, honestly. We wanted to go. Honestly, the, the go, latter part of the end of time, that part two, mm. the end of it, honestly, had me going. Really had me going, because I, I cannot recall the end of that episode at all. Oh, it was lovely. I, I think just don't everything like after. Do you remember it? No, you don't. Not really. I just I don't like Tenant, so I know. Sort of I know I'm not it. a fan of him either. I think the thing when you do when you dislike something, you do sort of forget it. It just sort of blurs yeah. into sort of you didn't like that bit, like the episode we just. <laughs> um, but after the waters of Mars, I we're going to review this soon. I've already decided. It's going to be another tenant one, but not for a little bit yet. Okay. Um, 
something clicks, something changes. Yeah. In Tenant. And it's very strange. Don't yawn. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's it's really peculiar. And at the end of Waters on Mars is quite unsettling. Honestly, it's... I, b- I believe you. I don't want to ruin it, but I was shocked. Not in the fact of what happens, but more so, why is this in Doctor Who? That's a bit dark. Mm-hmm. And it there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It proper affects him, and that leads on to the end of time. And it's just that character of Tennant crumbling. And why am I saying all this? Because this moves on to Matt Smith's first episode. And we've talked about how New Who likes to have a like, consensus... What is it? When the whole series, like, the stories aren't isolated in their episodes. Like, it expands. Yeah, it's an arc, isn't yeah. it? So, like, the whole thing builds to the yeah. end of the series season. Whereas Old Who, you can watch an episode... Like, you watch The Two Doctors. Uh, I suppose you've got to need a bit of continuity for that, haven't you? Because... You've got to know who Patrick Trent yeah. is. But it's explained enough, isn't it, for it yeah, not yeah. to be... You can watch The Two Doctors and follow the story yeah. without not knowing what's going on. There's nothing left over, is there, no. from another story? Where up until Series 5, so far, it's had that. But this is such a reboot. I think Series 5 is wiping everything off the plate. You know, returning characters like Jackie, Rose, Mickey, Donna, uh, Martha. They're all gone now. I think, they, I think they do. I, I think Rose <laughs> comes back. I'm not sure how or when. I think it's 50th, isn't it? But I don't want to ruin yeah. it. Um, yeah, while I was saying all that, by the way, it's just... It's like this episode's treating like all that didn't happen. And I get that. I get it's, it's supposed to be like that. Uh, Tenant said, uh, the doctor, I mean, not the actor <laughs> in an interview, like, he's a new man. Like, he's dead now, and this is a new... It's like rebranding. Um, I'm getting too into this. I've, want, I've, I've wanted to talk about this with someone, and I just don't think you're the right person. I just don't, I don't like either of these actors. Well, we'll get into that a lot more. It's, yeah. A lot more. <laughs> a lot. Or maybe, maybe, it'll, maybe you can convince me. I, can, I think I can convince you that this episode's better than The Two Doctors. Oh, you can't. No, but, I can. Oh, no, sorry. No, I don't think I can, actually. No, but... Um, <laughs> no, I definitely can't. I, wish... I just don't... I just don't like them. <laughs> but let's carry Synopsis. on. Synopsis. After a literally explosive... Je- yeah, what... <laughs> After... I think it means... <laughs> so... After a literally explosive regeneration, the brand new 11th Doctor survives a crash landing to Earth. However, he has little time to recover. With a mysterious crack in a little girl's wall. (laughs) (laughs) With a mysterious crack in a little girl's wall and a missing alien prisoner, the Doctor is in for an adventure. However, the new... However, with the TARDIS damaged and the sonic screwdriver destroyed, can the Doctor capture the rogue alien before its jailers burn Earth to a crisp? Ooh. You alright? Fuck her off. What? You left the teabag in. Mm. Oh, my tongue had dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Proper panic then! <laughs> <laughs> 
This is fall out. Every time you drop down. <laughs> spat on the screen. Oh. Oh my god. Oh, my tongue tastes terrible now. Ah. Ah. Hi. <laughs> Let's get into this, right? Okay. Right off the bat. Yeah. Before we get into Act One. No, Act One now, is it? Yeah, because it's one episode, isn't it? Yeah. It's for Act Structure. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Flag it now. You need to go to bed. You've already mentioned about now. Yeah. You're silly. Showing <laughs> um, off. This episode is really, really highly regarded. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, like people saying it's genius. Some parts. <laughs> no, they're not, are they? Honestly, yeah. All oh, right, okay. Honestly, they are. I'm not seeing everyone. You know, I, I've just, you know me. I like everyone to, except you. No, I like to do a bit of research with what the fans think first. Mm-hmm. Um, not extensive. I mean, I, I looked at like three videos and some comments. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It just sounded as if you'd like read up everything. No, but three I mean, YouTubers. yeah, but it's more than I did. It's, it's three YouTubers are like pretty big on with thousands of views. Who are they? No. Oh, go on. I honestly can't remember. All oh, right. Looking through the comments, you'll see what the general consensus is. Um, Shite. No, they love it. All right. To be fair, it's the best, like, first Doctor story of New Who. I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't not enjoy it as, as much as I thought it was. And I was like, what? I, I didn't think it was. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't not enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know what I mean. You were going I into it with was... low expectations. Yes. And, and it... it didn't surprise you, but it wasn't intolerable. It wasn't as bad as I thought it yeah. was going to be. I'm the same. Um, I wasn't looking forward to Matt. I was looking forward to see how Matt Smith would handle it, but I wasn't looking forward oh. to this doctor in particular. Um, So, for me, <laughs> so I thought it was it's all right. Yeah, I it's, thought it was all right. It's fairly good. To be fair, it's very similar to uh, the two doctors in the sense that they have a, th- a, th- a theme and they really nail it, I think. And it's throughout the whole script, they keep harking back to this one particular theme of like, it's very Moffat thing of like seeing things in the corner of your eye, yeah, I've eyes. And, um, As I've said before, I think Stephen Moffat has genuinely got three ideas that he wants to use in and the thing in the corner of your eye or under the bed or you know Mm. it crops up a lot doesn't it an awful lot Uh, and I think this is the problem with having showrunners that write whereas I think you know yeah a lot yeah like why a lot of series have different writers don't they you gotta think at the time like think of like the two doctors John Nathan Turner was effectively the showrunner. He's the producer. Mm. But he is the Russell T. Davis. Didn't write anything. Right. He just sort of accepts the scripts and sort of says what direction he wants the show to sort of go in. But he doesn't write anything. Whereas now, think how much Russell wrote. Yeah. Think how much Stephen Moffat wrote. Think how much Chris Chibnall's writing. Yeah. You know, I think it does benefit the series to just have not that there aren't other writers that come in it's like Mark Gatiss and there's loads of them but 
there's it doesn't really make any sense for the showrunner to be writing maybe do the finales or write your yeah. doctor in yeah i know i guess keep consistency and keep that formula going uh but it, it can end up being very controlling and very formulaic and old and i think that's the road moffat's going down having seen some of his work already um, and I picked them at random. It just so happened that each one was corner of your eye bullshit. Mm. Um, uh, they are done well. To be fair, they're done well. But Christ, come on. What was the other two ideas he usually does? Uh, the Weeping Angels. Similar kind of thing. Don't look. Yeah. Um, what's the other one that always keeps, that keeps cropping up as well? Uh, there's the River Song thing. I've not. No, I don't know. I don't want any spoilers for that. Cause, okay. Um, one well, the... I thought you would have worked it out already from the story. To be fair, you've said in the past that Amy Pond's daughter or something. It's I, something like that. Isn't I don't. It? I really don't know though. But uh, what can I just? It's unrelated to this, but it's been bugging me. <laughs> can you tell me now? Is there an actual conclusion to what Bad Wolf is? I don't know. I d- I'm because still unaware never, what Bad Wolf is. I don't either because it seems the last time it cropped up uh, to point I'm at, which I'm, I've not literally not seen anything after this episode. Mm. Um, the last one was on the stolen planet thing, the episode I never remember the name. Um, like Journey's End and the Stolen Earth. Does it come up there as well? Yeah, uh, on Turn Left it does. The end of Turn Left. It's all Bad Wolf. And on Journey's End, the beach is called Bad Wolf Bay. Yeah, only because that's the one... Oh, yeah. But what is Bad Wolf and does it cross up again? Well, Bad Wolf is Rose, isn't it? I don't really know. I have no idea. I I don't care. I care. Do you? Yeah. See, I don't. I always remember uh, that episode with Chris in it. Eccleson. Uh, (laughs) I was called Chris. Yeah. Um the reveal of Bad Wolf and mm. it carried all the way through to Life Tenant Druk. yeah and it's always meant a lot to me this Bad Wolf it was always so cool um, at the end of Turn Left I think it's a great ending if you haven't seen that where it's everything's Bad Wolf at the end it's like oh fuck this is getting real now because we haven't seen Bad Wolf in like a whole series mm. and a half I know I'm going off topic but I, I just wanted to see I'm guessing because it's a new show running there's a rebrand I don't think Bad Wolf will come back Maybe it'll come back in series 13. <gasps> wouldn't that be amazing, though? No. Do you not think? But it'd just come across as rehashing then, wouldn't it? No. It's like, been too long. I disagree. Do you? Yeah, I, I'm all for that shit. Something so old that real devote fans will... You know, they're not devote. See, that, this is this is one of the questions that when we have some... We have got some other people coming on the podcast. We've had Tim, but we have got two other guests lined yeah. up, haven't we? Um. And that is one of the questions that I'm going to be asking is that if you are handed the key of being the showrunner, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Like what would you, would you write in when we watched, Would you bring something back? What would you? Yeah. When we watched um, Russell T. Davis on Zoom, <laughs> I won't give any, any, uh, any other details on that because it yeah. sounds cool, doesn't it? Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we were on Zoom with him and he said, didn't he? Like, if he was going to write it now, yeah, Doctor the, Who, yeah, he couldn't, w- he wouldn't do it. Any no, other any way. different, it'd be exactly the same. Um, yeah, because yeah, he, he said that. Yeah, he said what you. What did he say? That that 
the Doctor Who that he gave you is the only Doctor yeah. Who he could do. He liked telling stories of like people, didn't he? Yeah, well, it's it all does. Earth-based, isn't it, really? Yeah. For the majority. I know there's some stuff that isn't, but, you know, it's grounded in Earth, isn't it? Yeah. Russell's sort of thing. Everything. But... So... <laughs> but no, I'd, 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 yeah, I'd love to see what actually Bad Wolf is. It is probably explained. I think it's just one of those... It's built up so much that the, the probably the answer is so low-lying. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, okay, gloss over it. Keep going, but move imagine, something. Imagine if it's in series like 14 with a new Doctor, though. What are you say? Well, we don't know if Jodie's leaving. That's why I said 14. Just after 13. They, you, oh, well, well, I thought you meant season. Yeah, season. Oh, right, okay. Because, well, the new Who Doctors usually only have like three seasons, don't they? Yeah, probably. Tennant had three, Matt Smith had three, Capaldi had three. So Tennant was in it longer, but Matt Smith has more episodes. Something like that, isn't it? Um, We're going off piece now. 11th we, we hour. Are. <laughs> right, so we've done the synopsis. Yeah. Uh, so Act 1. Mm. Act 1. I wrote this, by the way. <laughs> After, you'll, you'll see why. You'll see. You'll see. You'll you'll ask me in a bit. Did you write that? Act one. After his regeneration, the Doctor crash lands outside Amy Pond's house when she is a child. He eats the house out, then spies a crack in the wall of Amy's bedroom. Discovering that the crack is some sort of rift in space, he hears and receives the message that Prisoner Zero has escaped. They learn Prisoner Zero is in Amy's house. He then jumps back into the TARDIS and comes back twelve years later. Mm. I really like the feel of this opening sequence. What it's it's like starting from the beginning. I think it's a great start for a companion. Where the last episode of Ten was so hectic and everywhere, and so emotionally like filled by the end. It was. I don't care if you don't think so. And crash lands. Tardis is on its side. Has that ever happened before? Yeah. Right. And just this little house in the middle of Scotland. Oh. Everything's really peaceful. And it's just him in a house with this little girl. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just really like the the vibe and the atmosphere of this. What do you think? Um... The opening scene of the TARDIS going through London. Oh, shit, yeah. Forgot about that. I think he's crash landing. Uh, it's shit. And I've seen I have seen that some people think it's brilliant. Yeah. The, uh, the One of the YouTube videos I watched it said it, like, harked back to... Oh, Russell, um, Aliens of London. Is it? Uh, it's... Yeah, Aliens of London. Yeah. Where... The hitting Big Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think it's great. I think the one of my favourite scenes is where he arrives in the garden. You know, when he gets out of the TARDIS and he's yeah. talking to little Amelia. <coughs> well, it's easy to say little Amelia. I know, it's easy just to say Amelia. Yeah, because she's Amy Pond, isn't she, yeah. when she's older? Yeah. So when, she's talk, when he's talking to Amelia, I think that's really good. I think he does a good job. Although the TARDIS prop looks dreadful. You reckon? Looks awful. Why? It just it just looks terrible. It looks so cheap. Yeah. The TARDIS exterior. 
they're awful. And I know, um, you know, the YouTube channel that I mentioned, the prop guy. Yeah. He thinks the same, that all of the new new Who TARDIS exteriors mm. are all pretty bad. And they do look, they are ropey. I think Chris's and Tennant's are pretty good. It's too, it's not it's a funny shape. It's too square. It's fat. It's like a fat TARDIS. It's odd. And the doors open outwards. Now they did this in the Ice Warriors. I think it's in the Ice Warriors. Was it in the Seeds of Death? Did it open outwards? Yeah. The the so the TARDIS is on its back. Yeah. And the doors open like that. Oh yeah. Usually they open inwards, don't they? Yeah, they open inwards. Yeah. And the and another thing that they seem to have forgot is when the doors do open outwards, they're blue on the inside. But they're white on the inside when you're inside the TARDIS. Yeah, because the TARDIS isn't in that phase of rebuilding itself yet. So, yeah, but they've they've been white since the new since new who's come back. Right. Inside. Oh, they're blue on the inside. Yeah, now. they're blue inside. Right. When okay. the doors are, when he gets out of the TARDIS and the doors open outwards, yeah. the inside of the door because you can see it on the outside is blue. Right. Rather than white. So you're saying they should have just packed up then. Well, I think... this <laughs> one Well, they've done it before where the the TARDIS crew have had to get out of the TARDIS when it's on its back. Yeah. And the only way really to do that if you're using the prop is to have the doors open outwards. Yeah. Because if all of the crew are in the TARDIS... I don't see, see, I don't know why it'd matter really for, for just having one person. But before... When you have three companion, uh, two companions and the Doctor, three people in the TARDIS, mm. the only way they're going to realistically get out or climb out without smacking themselves in the face with the door is to have the doors open the other way. Because if they're all waiting there yeah. with the TARDIS on its back and the doors open like that, yeah, they're not going to open all. The, you're not going to be able to open it, are you? No. So for it to open outwards makes sense. But why do that with it just Matt Smith? It it makes no sense whatsoever. Other than sort of like Jack in the Box, I suppose, is yeah. sort of a bit of a... Because he is a clowny, isn't he? So I don't think it's... Yeah, so when I mention those themes, uh, you don't have to do eyeballs and stuff like that, but it's very, very tale I'd say Stephen Moffat is very like that, mm. where it's more yeah, fairy, fairy mm. tale than science fiction. Which was like, listen, uh, it's more of like a story you, you read in the book. Mm. Um I I think it worked for this one because you know me. I my one of my favorite things about the Doctor because I don't really like him as a character. I think he's a dick. I it, really all, it, all of them. I think that he's just a, naturally a dick, and that comes with like intelligence. Um, it's just how those Doctors portray intel intelligence. I think Tennant did it woefully bad. I really do. It just yeah, came across yeah, as cock. I just don't like Tennant at all. Um, Chris did it in a way that. You don't understand, so it's pointless even telling you, but I'm just going to go about my business and come along if you want. Mm. I like that. Um, and what Matt Smith, I think he does it well. I, I just don't like Matt Smith. I know you don't like Matt Smith. I do, yeah, I just don't think he... He does it in a way that people say he's so much like Troughton. He's only, I think that's, that's bollocks. Yeah. It's it, bollocks. Yeah, I don't... The only comparison that I can see... I think it's a disservice. To, as Matt said, um, has he said that he's... I don't know. I don't know. But if he has, I mean, it's just a disservice to him. The thing I think is, every Doctor's trying to portray their own version of the Doctor. And I get you, you can... He's not copying him. I, can, I, I get people aren't saying he's yeah, copying him. I think him, it's, but, it's a mannerism thing, isn't it? Yeah. but He doesn't do it in this episode, though. But Matt Smith's got a weird way of... 
his physical acting is very strange because he's mm. obviously he's very gangly, isn't he? So he runs very well and he's good at the sort of physical stuff. Yeah. But when he moves, he's sort of like Stretch Armstrong, where he, like his bottom half moves <laughs> first and then his top half moves. Mm. He likes like a coiled spring. Isn't yeah, it? I know like, what you mean. His feet go first and well, then he sort of immediately. I'm thinking like it was his finger there. Like, yeah, know. it's I I don't I don't dig it, man. No, I know, um, I know what you mean. Um, but I I think it gives off that vibe that he is really intelligent. And I love how they changed his character to be like that for New Who. Like, he doesn't need people to hack for him anymore. He doesn't need... Uh, he doesn't need to rely on companions as much anymore. Which yeah. I love, uh, because in Tenant's arc, with his whole family, he's so relied on that to build him as a person. Mm. Even says, I think Donna really made him who he was, and Rose and stuff. In this, he's completely self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. Mm. I, don't, I really like that. I don't it's dislike like he's, he's, him. The Doctor's evolved. Yeah. I really like that. I don't dislike Matt Smith in this as much as I thought I did. Mm. I, I don't like Matt Smith, but he isn't as unlikable as I remember him in this story. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I thought it'd, it'd just be... He's... It's an odd one. Uh, really, to be fair, I think it's only Peter Capaldi that's done it for me. I don't mind Christopher Eccleston. I think he's I, all right. Yeah, I think he's fair. Peter Capaldi, I think, is, is excellent, but his stories yeah. aren't great. Jodie, I think she does a good job. Oh, we've, we've talked about this, though. It's, yeah. it's not her fault. It's not. It's really um, not. Anyway, back to the story. Um, <laughs> catching up to the bits that you already said about um, the yeah, food the scene, I think, is absolutely dreadful. Now, people, this was the first push into this comedic sense of for Doctor I Who. I hate it. I hate this It's scene. gross, isn't it? It's 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 not the, to be fair, the comedy is not done awfully. It's not. P- the thing is, Stephen Moffat has got a strange sense of humour and he's full of sort of old man old sexual man, in, innuendo yeah. stuff as well. That really pisses me off. That. But I hate the food scene. I think it's dreadful. Um, fish fingers and custard and frying the bacon and spitting it out and then the bread and butter spitting it out apple spitting it out it's just how long have we got to go around this to just it's awful and then he says wibbly wobbly timey wimey blasted wimey I hate that and isn't it sad that little Amelia turns into a right bitch (laughs) alright let's let's, let's hold your horses (laughs) hold your horses can I I ask you a question on that a child companion what are your thoughts on that? We're dealing with some dodgy stuff here. It's all right, kid. Get in my box and we'll go on adventures. Yeah, if we, if we gloss over that. Yeah, if we just... Gloss over yeah. the sinister aspect of yeah. having a... Negate a, all that. But what do you think of having a child as a companion? Do you think it'd work? I'm surprised it hasn't been done because it is a children's... I'm not sure it's a children's... It's a family show, isn't it? Yeah. Um... I yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't been done. I think for the very sense that they're not reliable enough. Well, they've sort of. I suppose you could say. Well, Ace, Ace, Ace is supposed to be sixteen. I think. No, do you know, yeah, but, and but we're do, not no. About. Do you know what I mean? And Rose is supposed to be similar ages. She's like a late teen. Yeah. But I think the only way they'd probably get away with doing a child actor. There's too much horrific stuff in Doctor Who for a child to see. 
Uh, I mean, like TV show watching, it's fine. But Maybe. you imagine that character actually being in that situation, watching all these people die uh, and yeah. making these crucial decisions, it just wouldn't work. I think the only way they'd do it is if it was somebody's daughter. Yeah. But what a bitch of a parent that would be. Yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, but they'd, they'd do it the sort of a single mother and a daughter. Yeah. Or single father. Oh, yeah. You know, gets taken with the doctor. Mm. Well, not taken, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, but, they, they kind of did it with uh, what's his face in Jodie's. Ryan. Yeah, Ryan and... Yeah, but Ryan is, like, 28. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think if you're going to do that, it has to be someone else. I just don't yeah. think a kid can survive through all that. No, I suppose not. It's just not fair. Um, it just wouldn't work. It really wouldn't work. So, mm. no, no, no is my answer to that. Would you think it would work? I don't know, you know. I'm surprised uh, they haven't tried it, I'll be honest. I am, yeah, I'm surprised. For, at least for one episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they will. I, I don't think they'll try it now. I think if they were going to try it, they would have already tried yeah. it. Like, at this point in the programme. Mm. I think that's completely off the well, cards. If they were to do it, and if they did do it, I would think Matt Smith would be the best bet. I th- See, I think Russell would have done it with Tennant. It just wouldn't work. I, th- I do think Matt Smith's too young as well. I don't want to get into the whole, oh, why can't the doctor be 20-whatever? I think he Do you is think he's too, too young. young to play the Doctor? Yeah. It just doesn't fit, I don't think. I personally, I prefer an older Doctor. No, I know what you mean. It's it's hard to portray this 900-year-old genius Time Lord guy. With a, you know. with a 25-year-old man. Um, how old is he? I don't know how old he is when he is playing the Doctor, because he is the youngest Doctor yeah. at this point. He was Peter Davison, wasn't he's he? He's old now, isn't he? He's like 46. I'm sure he's getting on, isn't he? But you think... well. When was this? He did. He doesn't look old. In I can't. I was researching. Oh, he's thirty-eight. He's thirty-eight. Yeah, you said forty something. Did I? Yeah, I'm sure you did the other day. I was like, holy shit. So he's thirty-eight. Ten years ago, so he's thirty. No, he's not. Twenty-eight. <laughs> twenty-eight. Yeah. Twenty-eight. That's, That's mad. He's two years older than me. That is crazy, isn't it? Does it work? No. Uh, yes. Do you think? Yeah, not to its full potential, but it doesn't destroy the image of the Doctor. It's still the Doctor. And I commend Matt Smith for that. I Do you prefer Matt Smith over Tennant? I don't know. I've, I've tried, I was trying to think that because I thought you'd ask me this. Because mm. I don't like Matt Smith and I don't like David Tennant, but who would I pick? Can I get back to you on that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know, I know we're going so in-depth with this, but it's we always do this for the first time we see a doctor, don't we? Yeah. Um. So yeah, after that food eating scene, which I like the vibe of it, I like the atmosphere. Yeah. Um. It, it this you can tell it's starting to look better. Uh, I don't know what it is with old Who. It it's it's so tacky. Are we talking so, old classic Who or no old, old new, new Who? <laughs> old new Who. I think it's just because it's not HD, isn't it? And you just no. Do you not think? No, because Planet Dead's in HD. Oh yeah, Waters of Mars is in HD. Awful. Yeah, um, and they don't have what this series has and what it will have, like Peter Capaldi's era and stuff like that. Um, uh, but it's strange how you can see like an amalgamation of things together makes mm. a production have more. What's that word? Je ne sais quoi. What is that? What? What's that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, just quality, isn't it? 
Genesis. Ah, fechada. E yeah, aí, fechado, não. You know, vava, vava. Um, so, when the doctor goes up to inspect Amy's crack hmm. in the wall, uh, and the excuse is that her grandmother is in, but her parents aren't. Yeah, her auntie is, not or something. Is it? So, it's. Oh, these know. liberties and like realism is very fairy tale like, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, how, I'm gonna do a how old Amy Pond is supposedly 19. I think she says she's nine, doesn't she? Oh, no, actually, she so I can't it's 12 years on, yeah, 12 when he years goes back and. I remember working it out like it. Yeah, I worked it out as well. It's, I can't it's, it's really young. It's like it should be like eighteen or seventeen. She looks like twenty six. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no way that she no. is as old. Like, why wouldn't you just bump her age up a bit or make it longer to jump? You know, fifteen years or something. You know. Oh, how old did she say she was? I can't remember. I think she says she's nine. So that'll make it twenty one, wouldn't it? Oh, okay. Would it? Hang on. Shit. She doesn't look nine. She looks about seven. I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. Doesn't matter. I think it's twenty twenty one. Some she's she's about twenty, isn't she? Right. Which Karen Gillan is not. I don't no. think. No. I don't know how old she Doesn't is, even... but she's definitely not twenty. No. Um. But we'll get on to. Can her. I get back to her crack yeah. now? Well, um. I know this crack or something like this comes back in Matt Smith series. I'm not too sure where or how. Pass. Um, and they start to hear that Prisoner Zero has escaped. Yep. And he shoots his little sonic device out of crack. Uh, <laughs> he shoots his screwdriver out of crack. Mm-hmm. And... It opens, and we see that massive eye. What are you laughing at? (laughs) Amy's crack opens, and we see her eye. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Looking at your brown eye. Sorry. Uh, Can I just point out as well? Yeah. You know the voice that says, Attention, Prisoner Zero? Yeah. That is brilliant. You reckon? I love that voice. Mm. It's very lost. Have you seen the original Lost in Space? Not the shit Netflix remake. No. It's very lost in space, that voice. And it's... Oh, it's brilliant. It's Why do you like so it? sci-fi. There's just something about the delivery of it. This? Attention, Prisoner Zero. Mm. Over and over again. It's so good. I love that. But it's let down by... Prisoner Zero. And... The alien design itself. The snowflake with an yeah. eye. Now, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really well detailed. I love it. I love it for that. But it's a shit design. Yeah, why it's is crap. that? Yeah, it's awful. It looks like, uh, you know... It looks like a snowflake first with an Donna. First episode with Donna, when she's the companion. Uh, oh, the, the spider rac- woman. Rachnos. Cracknos. You know, that webbed star that yeah, was going through. It looks yeah. like that, but with an eye on it. And if you had the two pages in front of you, they look stark, like starkly different. Ah, yeah. oh, God. So that was crap. What mm. is it with first episodes of like for companions and the monsters being shit? What is that they about? Don't, I think they just don't want to tend to wheel the big guns out, do they? Autons for Rose, though. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool, to be fair. I think that's the rare case where New Who 
depending on which one you like. Like I, I like both the Auton designs. I love and knew who how it's. There is no getting around the fact that they are dummies, aren't they? Yeah, well, like well, completely convincing what, that they are dummies. So Hartnell gets Hartnell's first one is Caveman. Troughton's first one is Daleks. Pertwee's is Autons. Tom Baker's is a massive robot. Uh, Peter Davison is the master. Colin Baker wow. is some shit twins. Uh, oh, is this the first Doctor's... Sto- I'm villains. talking the first companions. Oh, right. Oh, Christ. Well, I suppose it's the same... Oh, it is the same thing, really, yeah, isn't it, thing. I'm talking um, about? Sylvester McCoy is the Rani. Um, Paul McGann, I suppose, is the master. And then you're on to... Rose, Rose, Autons, David Tennant's is the those men in the yeah in capes, aren't they with skull? The skull, 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 the Sycorax. Sycorax. It is the Sycorax, isn't it? Yeah, And then we got Matt Smith. That is this. I don't know. I don't know. They never say. Is it? I'm just. Well, I wrote down alien. Well, his yeah, it's it's the prisoner zero, isn't it? Is the threat? Oh yeah, I mean the overseers with the eye, you know, the guards. What are they called? Huh? I don't know. We got to finish it now, haven't we? Peter Capaldi. Oh, what's his first villain? No I, idea. I, I can have a look. I don't know. I kind of don't want to ruin it, but fuck it. Let's go. A dinosaur. Okay, and then Jodie's. That's is... what it's all it says on BBC iPlayer. Dinosaur. He finds a dinosaur rampant in Thames. It could be some. It's probably something else controlling the dinosaur. Uh, and then Jody's is that terrible man with the teeth on his face. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the worst oh, one, isn't poor it? Jody. I know. Oh. Mind you, this is pretty shy, though, isn't it? Um. Anyway, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So yeah, what do you think of the eye itself? You know, comes to the CGI. Really, I'm talking about. I thought it was atrocious. I thought it was pretty bad. Awful. I know the the Prisoner Zero when it's the eel thing. Awful. Is yeah, it's terrible. The eye is terrible because it sort of moves too quick. And I get like, uh, I've seen people say that it's it's because it's aged, you know, not well. Bollocks to that. Uh, we've had episodes before this had pretty convincing CGI. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like Wars and Mars is. It's only CG of effectively a snooker ball. Yeah. You know, with an eye. With it looks people awful. On it. it doesn't look great. Fuck. <laughs> wow. And I love this moment. It's very much like uh, Mary Antoinette, that episode. Don't Google it. I'm Don't. Not, I'm not. I'm just going to look. Don't look. Girl in the Fireplace. Girl in the Fireplace, yeah. It's not Mary Antoinette. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's Ma- Madame de Pompadour. Um... Yeah, when he has to disappear after that, then because the TARDIS on a meltdown. Yeah, and <laughs> I just want to. Well, yeah, I just want to touch on the fact how how does gravity work in the TARDIS? Because I thought it was in a completely separate place and dimension. See, this is yeah, this is a thing, isn't it? And old Who has, as in old old classic Who, has fallen into this trap as well of sort of grabbing the TARDIS because it's shaking but supposedly the inside of the TARDIS is not wet inside yeah. the exterior so it, it doesn't really make sense especially that, for opening titles as well and well, Matt Smith where she's getting shot by lightning 
If you open those doors after that title sequence, there'll be a bloodbath in there. Well, the thing is, shaking around like a you know. Well, the thing is, you know, you know when he jumps back in the TARDIS, yeah, and it's lying on its side. Yeah. If you think about how big that set is, he's falling about ninety foot there. Yeah. So well, he's got how does he not come out as Peter Capaldi? <laughs> <laughs> Geronimo! Oh, you... <laughs> I thought I do a Scottish accent. You're Scottish too. I can't do it. <laughs> um, he, he does grapple down with a rope. Mm. Rappel? Rappel. Grappel. Rappel, isn't it? Is it Rappel or Grappel? Grapple. I'll do... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really get it at all. So anyway, he goes in the TARDIS, doesn't he? He says, I'll be back in five minutes. Mm. And I really like the scene where she runs up, gets you know, packs of things, and yeah, she's not the worst child. I don't like child actors, no, I know. but she's not as bad. No, she's probably the best. Yeah, Ooh, excuse me, the best child actor that we've had in Who. Mm. Um, mumbles a bit, <laughs> but <laughs> should have been on set with her. You're mumbling, <laughs> mumbling, mumbling, mumbling. <laughs> um, but no, she's all right. And I, yeah, I like the scene where she packs her bags. Mm, little teddy bear and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's and... nice. Aww. That's that's the point where I wrote in my notes, what about a child companion? Would mm. it work? Maybe for like one story yeah. where he takes her somewhere. Then she'll see something horrific. Yeah, and then go, on, well, Yeah. <laughs> so she sits there with a little suitcase. Ah, 12 years go by. Comes back. Now, I like this aspect. It's, it's like... Uh, Marante Pompadour, her episode, mm. where he can leave and come back, leave and come back, but she ages. Yeah. I like that. Um, but it doesn't really have any effect on Amy. She's a bit pissed at the start, but it doesn't really bother her. Why? What's the point? I don't know. If I can know. It, well, it's, just a, it's just Amy, isn't it? It's just another character I don't like. <laughs> I haven't said much about Amy, to be fair. Apart from just... She's Annoying. such a bitch as well. <laughs> oh, God. It's awful. And she just, from what I remember, she just gets worse. Mm. She seems very selfish. Just can't stand her. And oh. I think Martha's the nicest companion we've had. She's lovely. She has a bad I'd say rap. Yaz is quite nice. Yaz. Oh, and um, Bill Potts. Uh, Peter Capaldi's companion. She's oh, I don't nice. know them yet. She's quite nice. Um, Stuck with bastard Matt Lucas though, but oh no, <laughs> you know me though. Catherine Tate's my absolute favourite so far. Oh, she's brilliant. Um, uh, I think that's it for Act One. Should yeah. we get into Act Two? It's a Go big on, one. Then. This one is it. I've summed. I've skipped out a lot because <laughs> I can't be asked reading it all out like a <clears throat> synopsis. Act Two. Returning to her house twelve years later, the Doctor finds grown-up Amy upstairs in her police uniform. He's knocked out. He wakes and helps Amy see the sixth door upstairs. I only saw four. So that sixth door must have been the fifth door. But I think there's five doors because we never see what's on the left when she goes upstairs. I'm guessing there's a door there. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not... <laughs> um... So he wakes up and helps Amy see the sixth door upstairs and she feels like dying so goes into the room where Prisoner Zero is. She's fine and Zero escapes. 
The aliens after Prisoner Zero say they will destroy all human life if Prisoner Zero isn't handed over. They run around outside for a bit, then the Doctor has a has an idea. They go to a guy called Jeff's house. They go to a guy called Jeff and go inside his house, who is watching porn at 20 to 11 in the morning in his grandma's house. Who is this bloke? I don't know. I, d- I don't know who he is. I don't know where he comes from. <clears throat> I don't know. Weird that, though, isn't it? Mm. It's a funny joke, though, Moffat. Nice one. He's full of jokes like yeah. this. I hate it. <laughs> the doctor uploads a virus from his phone that will change all the screens in the world to zero. They run to a hospital because, by the way, the coma patients are there are being used as disguises for patient zero. And they believe it, patient zero, to be there. So they rush to the hospital. <sighs> The Doctor uploads the virus, and there you go. The alien f- aliens find Zero. Then the Doctor asks the aliens to come back to show them how big his dick is. So when we see Karen Gillan... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this out of the way. Come on. She's a kissogram. So she's not a policewoman. She's I had to research what a kissogram is, because I have no idea. I find that very strange, because I've just... How do you not know what a kissogram I've is? I've never heard of it in my life. Really? yeah. What is it? I'm, it's just somebody it's a posh hooker, to, isn't it? Well, sort of. It's yeah. something like uh, it's like when for... you, yeah. It's not like not like hiring a stripper. No, but not speaking from experience. It's not. It's it's just like a a flirty woman you hire to come and kiss. It said on the internet, it sends messages. What's that about? I don't know. You keep googling. <laughs> um, we keep getting shots of her legs as well. Yeah. And it's very unnerving. You don't like her legs, do you? I don't like Karen Gillan's legs. <laughs> um, Aww. Sorry, Karen. I'm sure she's a lovely person. I bet she's got better legs than you. Bet she has. Um, Did you notice I didn't mention Rory at all? Well, he's a drip, isn't he? Yeah. And he has nothing to do other than look gormless. Uh, I swear they were all saying your name. Oh. All the comma pieces we're seeing in a name. He's just, he's just shit. Yeah, yeah, he's crap. Yeah. Um, I think the only reason he's there is just to say, oh, I that guy's a coma patient. I'm going to take a picture of him on my video phone. Mm. Um, isn't it weird how all the dated the phones are? Yeah, it's funny. It's strange, isn't it? It's, it's, weird. it's on the cusp, isn't it? Because the iPhones released in 2007. <laughs> I don't know. Um. By this point, have we have they got to the pond yet? To like the the village green. Um, that's after they go to Jeff's house, isn't it? Or is it on the way? I don't really know. But they they, they end up on that green, don't they? And he moans about there only being a post office in there. Yeah. I like that. It's not set in London. It's a little village somewhere. But there's that horrendous scene of the camera clicking, moving round everybody on the green. Oh, you don't like that? I think. It's- Dyer. What's it supposed to be? Uh, I think it's inspired by Sherlock, the TV show. Well, Stephen Moffat is Sherlock. What do you mean? Stephen Moffat wrote Sherlock. Did he by Christ? Yes. Really? With Matt Gatiss. Wow. Mm. Okay. I I think I like it. We saw it. In, I don't like we it. Saw I just don't see what... In the it's God supposed complex. to be the Doctor doing it, is it? Like. Yeah, it's, it's him going through his mind and what he saw and trying it's to pick up shite. on it. Do you Don't really do think that. So? Yeah, it's terrible. 
as it happened, me and Lee were both watching it. Yeah. And we both at the same time said, what on earth is going on? <laughs> I like the sound effect as well. Oh, I think it's terrible. Like, uh, it's got a photo... Well, photogenic memory, is it? What is photographic. it? Photographic memory. Yeah, photogenic. He's got a lovely photo. He's got a lovely memory to <laughs> yeah. take over. Uh, he's got a photographic memory, isn't he? So, I mm, I liked it. I gotta say, uh, I, I think it expands more on how Matt Smith deals with intelligence. I know it's not him, but right. and then he puts his wand in the air, doesn't he? To try and get the aliens to notice that patient zero is there and they don't see him i don't know it's, it's just a weird excuse to get rid of the sonic screwdriver again well matt smith does not get rid of his sonic screwdriver because it is his crutch all the oh, way through really? his run, he fiddles with it all the time fiddles with it He's, it's always in his hand oh he's always got that sonic screwdriver and it really pisses me off why it's like tenant with his gore pin Oh. And then Matt Smith has got his sonic screwdriver fiddling. He's always got it in his <laughs> hand. And then they say that Jodie's one now is that she uses the sonic screwdriver in that really... Yeah, reaches out. Reaches out way yeah. and then like stares at it as if yeah. there's a screen on it. Which Matt Smith does as well. He stares at it in this as well, doesn't he? As if there's mm. a screen on it. I just don't like the sonic screwdriver in New Who. Because no. it's such a... I suppose it is a bit like that in old who as well, but it's I've not I it scans things now and it can do all this other stuff, whereas I I've already seen an episode where he uses a sonic screwdriver in old who. I can't recall one time he uses it. Don't think. I really don't think I've seen it yet in old no, who. No, maybe you haven't. That's insane. No, you haven't. You won't wow. No. Can we oh, pick yeah. one next time that has a screwdriver in it? Yes, I have picked one. That's oh, really? That's, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else is in this act? <laughs> oh, to be fair, we skipped the whole entire first bit of act two. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Amy's all grown up now and she's in the house. And Patient Zero is in there. We see the fir- first instance of Patient Zero. Oh. Looks shit. We've already talked about that. Yep. Um, I don't know what it is about Amy. Just decides to pick up a, a screwdriver that looks alien. That's covered in cum. Um, well, it's because the doctor describes it, doesn't it? Doesn't he? Yeah, but she doesn't have to pick it up. Well, yeah, but I think it's just that it's there, isn't it? So she's going to grab it. Cause... I wouldn't pick that up. The doctor is covered in shit. I'm not picking that up. I'll come and get you and lock you, but... There's a terrible bit of acting as well when she looks left and it's on the right of her and then she looks right and it's on the left of her. There are people like that as well. Well, it's very, very obvious CGI yeah. at that point as well. Really bad. That alien does not look like it's mm. anywhere in that scene. No, it's The light is completely it? off. Yeah. It's, it's very bright, yeah. but everything else is very dark. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Um, really bad. I honestly, does Slidine look better? Well, I'm not sure, but at least it spliced it with CGI and practical. Yeah, I suppose. And the question going around is, what's Patient Zero attached to on the roof, on the ceiling? Budget, plot reasons, isn't it? And then you get the Patient Zero as the man and the dog. Yeah, I don't mind. That's that. a really good scene. Not a good scene. It's really well done. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't mind 
that the man's backing either because mm. it's just sort of seen yeah. these two people and yeah. sort of stuck it together. That doesn't bother me. I quite like that. I think it's all right, yeah. Um, good for the dog as well. Well-trained. Yeah. Oh. Um, that's, that. that's it for that. Where did he go after that? I'm trying to think. What's in between that and them on the green? You know, the pond and stuff. That's when they go to that bloke's house, isn't it? It's the ice cream van, isn't it? Yeah, and they oh they hear the patient, prisoner zero yeah thing everywhere, don't they? No one's really asked. No, <laughs> no one's asked. Some terrible acting from the yeah. extras looking at their phones and like listening. It's awful. But we go to that old woman's house, don't we? Yes. Who is that? Who's the actor actress? No, who's the old woman? Like in relation to Pond. I don't know who she is in relation to. She seems to know her. I, don't I think know. everybody. It's just it's a small to be village, a small isn't it? Yeah. Thing, yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, but the actress is in One Foot in the Grave. Yeah, mm. I love her. Straight. straight. <laughs> um. Should we give it a score then? No. <laughs> you got the. I like how it uses the patience. It's a good idea. Yeah. Come on, patience. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, I, I, I just the designs of the monsters suck ass. They're shit. Mm. They're crap. What do we think of the doctors hacking then? On the phone. There's quite a bit of this in you, who, isn't there? Of the doctor using mobile phones to sort of do things. Only now. No, well, it happened. Christopher Eccleston. Made Rose's phone work anywhere in the universe. David Tennant had a mobile yeah, phone. Yeah, because. But is, that's just because of. The... It's only that instance, really, isn't it? It's like an emergency landline, isn't it? I quite like it. It's yeah. It feels like you're using it with the phones. It doesn't bother me. If it wasn't going to be a mobile phone, it would be a phone in the TARDIS, wouldn't it? There is a phone in the TARDIS, yeah. like that. Uh, but you know, he. He resembles sort of like how the master concocts his plans. Joe, it's all thought out, and well, things fall into line. I don't and think it was the master's plan. plans are very well thought out because they always fail. Yeah, but, but they they always go to a point. Yeah, yeah, he's got it in his head where he's going yeah. to do, isn't he? I suppose. And then the yeah. doctor tries to stop him, and that always makes it worse. Yeah, because he's already thought, you know, step ahead. I like how Matt Smith is doing this, but with this alien, mm. that's quite nice. Yeah, that's quite nice. Uh, usually it's with new who anyway it's like accidental oh yes i just thought of this oh i just thought of that mm. well this is methodical it's thought out completely i really like how it's de- you know this deals with intelligence i will say you know what is it 20 minutes that they've got is it yeah that doesn't work no it's sort of the, the there's not enough tension around those 20 minutes well there's they don't do anything in the 20 minutes is the... no they don't do much of tension in this uh but surprisingly stuff with to do with time and counting down stuff you've got with the music you know mm. you've got ticking you've got constant looks to watches and stuff like that and we do get that seven eight mo- um Moffat. seven eight Murray gold thing which is strange. Over and over. Everything and else over is, again. is is rebranded and done different apart from the music. Yes. That was very tenant, wasn't it? It was very yeah. tenant. We've heard that theme before a lot as well. But it's played five times in this, I think. Mm. To the point where 
I think even if you're not listening to the music, you notice that it's... Yeah. Is that again? And again? Mm. And again? The mixing doesn't seem as bad, though. No, it is a bit lower. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. And... Yeah, I suppose we get to the hospital now, doesn't he? With the fire engine. Comedy's fire engine. Oh, he the te- slowest he tell- fire... Yeah, he tells Pond to go to the hospital. And while they're doing that, he's hacking, isn't he? Mm. And then he's in the fire engine. The slowest entry into a hospital there is. See how slow that thing comes through the window? Oh, yeah. Duck. How yeah. does he know that they're there? I don't know. Does he smell them? Must do. There's a lot of smelling in New Who. Stinks. How does he know? I don't like that. <laughs> Ladder smashed through the window. Oh, no. And then we've got Oscar winner. What's her face? Miss BBC. Yeah. Is I, this the point? It Was this the point for Olivia Coleman where she was in everything the BBC ever made? Perhaps. Perhaps. Because I remember... I rolled my eyes so hard when I saw her. Yeah. Oh. What do you think of her? I don't think she's a bad actress. No. I think she, uh, just... She's not. I think she's, she's good. We just see it in everything. It's just what happens when you say yes to everything. It really just ruins your... Yeah. Fuck. It's sort of the same thing, like, you know, with The Rock, how he's in every film yeah. now. Like, it's just in everything. Mm. And I think she's the same, isn't she? Where she well, just it works up. for The Rock, because his whole get-up is this campy WWE wrestler. He's mm. just... It's his whole career was built on the fact that he's in everything. Mm. Where she is chasing a dream. <laughs> I just, uh, she's uh, chasing this uh, this position to be like this admired actor, actress and having this Oscar and stuff like that. And you just can't be in everything. Well, I don't know whether um, she's like she's she's not doing it on purpose, is she? She's just take it. She's a she's a working actor, and I think you could say the same like back in the fifties, sixties, and the seventies, really, where actors keep appearing. Like, you take Blake Seven, there's loads of actors in Blake Seven that end up in Doctor Who and vice versa. And things like, they turn up in the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, You know, they crop up all over the place because they're just jobbing actors, aren't they? Yeah. And I think that's what she is now. She's the modern jobbing actor who just turns up and everything. maybe it's the job actor, but for some reason, it just blown up. And she just chose the right things. But she's still a working actress. Yeah. Yeah. I like to see that. I, I, I do admit I did roll my eyes when I saw yeah. I saw her lying in the bed. I complete I completely oh, really? forgot she was in this. Because yeah, she's in one of the coma patients, isn't she? Yeah. And as it cut to her, like you don't really see her face, do you see her no. side on? And yeah, I thought yeah. I said, Oh god, is that Olivia Coleman? Yeah, it is. No, I don't think so. And then she appears. Oh, for God's sake. She's not in for much though. No, and she's she's all right in it. To be fair, yeah, she plays it's, it yeah, fine. fine. I don't know what we're complaining but about. It's just that it's her, isn't it? <laughs> what are we complaining about? I don't know. Um, it's the, this is the first time I've seen dubbing done quite well in Doctor Who. Yeah, she yeah she does the kids' voice. That's really pretty well. good, isn't it? Yeah, I was quite impressed with that. Mm. Um, and the crack and clicking in a in a neck, and yeah. when she speaks, I like that. It's a nice touch. What is it? What is it? The crack? Is it? Is it the neck clicking? I thought it was like her teeth or something. It could be anything, doesn't it? I don't know. It's just like, yeah, because they they open their mouths, don't they, with the oh, teeth. Oh, they the look, teeth look awful. awful. 
It's not hard to put some gonna, teeth in there. I was going to say, there must be a way to just put some false teeth there. Oh my God, they look awful. Terrible. It's like they've got little TVs in their mouths. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, the CGI is unforgivableness. I'm not too sure why it's so bad. Although the craft, not the eye, but the actual craft doesn't look that bad. You know... No, it, and it moves convincingly thing. as yeah, well, yeah. doesn't it? So strange. Um, Probably um, all the money went on paying Olivia Coleman to be in this. Well, I think it's a reused asset, isn't it? That's why, you know, from the star thing. Uh-huh. I, I, it doesn't even look the same. But that's the star thing in Donna's episode looked better. I don't know what's happening. I don't. I really don't know the parameters behind like CGI and stuff like that, and how much it costs. I know it costs a lot. Um, it would have cost a lot back then. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's different people that do the CGI or whether it's one company. I just don't know why the bar is so low for it. Why is that passable? I think it's just budget, isn't it? It's probably. It must be budget. There's no other reason for it, is there? Um. So and. She gets defeated, doesn't she? Yep. They come pick her up. Zero's everywhere, and they, they find her. Mm. Mm. Doctor has a look at himself. There's time ads everywhere. The Doctor has a look at himself, and so he changes to him. Yeah. And then changes to him with Pond when she was little. Yeah, and then what is it? He has to make her not think of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's right as privilege as that, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's another faith thing, isn't it? Oh, it, I hate stuff like this in Doctor Who where it just they've given up trying to think of witty things and cool... Lazy. Yeah, pretty much. It is, isn't it? How can you yeah. write a, a way not, out of this it's one? Not it's, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's just a waste. It's just it's done before, isn't it? It's, it's just done. How can we just get it over with? Yeah. It's crap. There's no twist or anything. You could argue it's a twist, but it's a pretty lame one. Mm. Um... Uh yeah, then then they deal and just pick her up. She's out. And then for some weird reason and this is another awkward writing technique of like, right, we need the homage of all the doctors now. How can we do this naturally? Oh no, okay, come. So he asked them to Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are you going? You come back here, I got words with you. Um That's a pretty doctor thing to do. I don't know why you'd Call them back. Fuck, send them a message. So they come back, and they they willingly come back as well, which is weird. Mm. Why would they come back? Just because he says so. Yeah. I get. He says like, I I know. Yeah, it's a level five planet. I know what you're doing and stuff like that. I guess. Yeah. So he goes downstairs and changes into another locker room. Gets his new outfit. What do you mm. think of his new outfit? Uh, I don't mind it. I like suspenders and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's alright. I don't like the bow tie. I don't it like the bow tie. pisses me off. Bow ties, bow ties are cool. Are cool. <laughs> oh, God. It's it's stupid little childy things like mm. that that I don't like. Yeah. That just sort of make it a joke. Yeah. It's like, oh, we missed a bit. Who's the man? Oh, God. Who the man? Who the man? Fuck off. Um, everyone knows it's awkward in the scene, all the characters. Yeah, but nobody's saying anything. And it still isn't funny. Probably Stephen Moffat is there behind the camera smiling with his thumbs up. Going, Isn't it great? And everyone's going, yeah, Stephen, it's great. It's really funny. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's another rib gone. I knew you'd find it all funny. <laughs> it goes up to the roof. Yeah. 
eye comes down. What did you want to say about this bit then? I think it's brilliant. It's lovely, isn't it? I think this the whole end scene with Matt Smith on the roof yeah. is what makes me not think the story is shite. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little cheesy, but you gotta make it a little I think cheesy. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. We get the flashback of all the doctors, mm. which I really like, mm-hmm. which I usually don't like. Yeah, but for some, I just think it works. The excuse to put that in the scene, I don't think worked, but I'm just glad it's there. Oh yeah, I'm glad it's there. Um, I think he has some nice dialogue there, and I think he acts it pretty well because he's playing it straight. Matt seems because me and Matt, you know, Matt does a great job when he does the straight stuff where he's just got to be yeah. serious and not overact the episode i saw a little bit of to test how good the blu-rays looked mm. it was one where he was in like victorian london or something i'm not too sure but he plays it very very seriously mm. I, and it's great he's good yeah he's That's great what i was, I was looking serious. forward to it it's just when he's trying to be fu- well, not yeah. even trying to be funny when he's trying to be a bit kooky yeah. i think it just doesn't work, and that's yeah. what makes me not like him. Yeah, ah, that's fair. And I think Tennant is the same. Tennant uh, is better when he's with a better actor. Yeah. Oh, there's a scene in The End of Time Part 1. Mm. Where, can, do you, you don't remember any of this, do you? No. There's a lovely scene. where Who's Donna's dad called? What's Dan, Donna's dad called? Wilf, isn't it? With the Wilfred, Wilfred. Well, he sits down oh. with Tennant. In the cafe for 10 minutes. Yeah. It's a lovely scene. It's a lovely scene. Mm. Honestly, had me going. He's so yeah, good he's, with yeah. it. On, he's, a, he's a good actor with someone else who's a good actor. Yeah, that's, I think, yeah. What, I think the problem is, is that Tennant always seems to be not the best actor, but he's generally the stronger actor in Doctor Who, isn't he? Yeah. And for his run. Yeah. But whenever he's with somebody who's better than him, that is when David Tennant is good. Yeah. The rest of the time, it's as if he knows he's better, so he just pisses about. Yeah. I just, yeah. Well, yeah, Matt Smith doesn't really have that problem. He's quite level with everyone. Yeah. It's, I, I prefer him when he's serious. Yeah. I, I don't really, I don't like his portrayal. I don't like David's either. But when he's, when he's serious. Mm. I don't forget this is the first good. episode he's in. But it's not the I first think... one recorded, is it? What do you mean? They're not recorded in sequence. No, that's and true. I th- so I think, is this second or third? I know, but you don't see fans' reactions or anything like that. And you st- he still wouldn't have time to properly grow. I think by his like s- second season, I think mm. it'd be different. Um, Tennant never did. He never grew. Apart from the final few episodes think, of season yeah, four. He doesn't grow. He's the same. Yeah, I don't think he gr- He does definitely doesn't grow, but all his ticks get worse. So all the yeah, things sure. that annoy you. Alan Z. Yeah, yeah. Well. Talking through his teeth. Well. All of that stuff. It gets a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. You know. But I think that just comes with being in the role for a long time. Mm. You, the thing you can do, you start doing more and more. Or maybe he isn't doing it more. Perhaps it's just, you just notice it yeah. more because he's been doing it. No, he um, doesn't more. For sure. Maybe, probably. Yeah. Um, but th- does this make you... Looking forward to seeing more Matt Smith down the line. No. Okay. Um, because just because I th- I know he is not like that end scene for his run. Because I have I have definitely seen everything of New Who. Yeah. 
I can't remember individual stories, but I remember the general flow of where stuff goes. Yeah. And I just don't like him. I remember there's an episode where he, a uh, cyber planner, he becomes the cyber planner or something, and it's absolutely dreadful. Oh, no. Dreadful. I don't forget, he's partnered with James Corden in this twice. Yeah. That's really scary. You've got to feel Matt for Lucas. him, you? Nah, honestly, he, he's the... Apart from Chris, he's the best one, yeah. Do you think? From this episode, yeah. Because you've got you got different sides of him in this. Mm. We at least we saw that serious side. Uh we saw him when he's in a, when he's desperate. We saw him when he's goofy. Um We saw him when he's in pain. We saw him when he's angry. Uh you know, he's running out of time and shouting at Rory. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great first episode for a doctor to really see all different sides of him. Yeah, it gives you a gist. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. It does give you a gist of all the stuff he's going to do, Yeah, I suppose. But, yeah, it's, it's all right. He did it all without a TARDIS and a sonic screwdriver. Well, that brings us on to the TARDIS, the end scene, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, why is he shouting out like it's an achievement when all the old doctors did that episode by episode? Well done, Matt. So, right, we're all, well, then, right. So, on. the TARDIS is now regenerated. Oh, do you want me to oh, read out Act 3? Go on, then, Act 3. The TARDIS key glows, and they go back to the TARDIS. <laughs> the Doctor takes it for a spin to the moon and back, and it takes two years for some reason. Amy isn't happy when he comes back, but he gives a shit. They go into the TARDIS and have a nose round. Then they go to Blackpool. <laughs> Amy's wedding dress is revealed at the end. Rory was a character, by the way. Well, when the TARDIS materialises back, it's supposed to hark back to Hartnell's because it's got the St. John's Ambulance thing on the right <laughs> side of the door. Mm. It looks nothing like Hartnell's TARDIS. And it looks so why do it? dreadful. Yeah. It's a shiny yeah, fiberglass prop. I don't fan. think it's a wooden prop. No, it doesn't look... That's what I liked about Tenants and Chris's. It did look wooden. Mm. It's nice and wooden. That thick black grain that looks like it's sharpied mm. on this one. It doesn't work. And then... And the panel glows, doesn't it? Yeah, the, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Oh, well. I don't understand that. And then we go inside. It's not as bad as I was imagining it to be from you. It's not great, but it's not as bad. I'd say it's the worst TARDIS oh. interior there's ever been. No, apart from Jodie's. Apart from Jodie's. <laughs> apart from... It's, it's pretty dire. I don't like it. Capaldi's is the only one I can I like. I really like that. Capaldi's is amazing, to be fair. Smith's is awful. Jodie's is terrible. And I'm not really a fan of the Coral Jody's one. Jodie's is... The Coral one seems like an achievement over Jodie's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I think it was swapped the... around. I wish Chris had the the, uh, the rock one, Jody's one. Then I went to Coral. Then I went to Matt's. Then I went to Peter Capaldi's, and then eventually the one you love most. Yeah, the the, sort of the original one that is. Just like, so it's actually evolving over time, but yeah, I just I, just, I still think it's too I big. I think the TARDIS is a, a great representation of how the series takes a step back every time. It's the thing. <laughs> Jodie's is the shittest, and it's considered the shittest series. Where Peter's is great, and it's considered well, we consider it as a, you know at least him as a doctor. He's the, yeah, yeah, he's great, the best one. But like, 
Oh, it's just think like you know when they show the console and there's a hot and cold tap. And just yeah, I was like thinking. That, that. I, just, oh. I was thinking maybe the TARDIS like is is trying to rebuild itself. It scans things and has an amalgamation of lots of different things. It's very hipster. Well, the thing is, is that the the TARDIS, when you think about it, has a chameleon circuit, which is what makes it makes its exterior change to match its surroundings. Hmm. So you could assume that if it's sat by an old house, and it is sort of, I know the chameleon circuit doesn't work, but if it's sort of absorbing the stuff around it, maybe the bathroom. The yeah, taps, I don't know, but... the, th- the thing that you know it doesn't work. And it got real beat this time. Maybe it is, it's just grabbing things as it can, grabbing lots of different pieces and parts it can find to scan and accumulate and stuff it's like that. Just, it's, it it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate the design. I don't. Okay. Um, But it is very hipster and wacky. And, but again, it represents Matt yeah. Smith's character, yeah. which you can always commend for. Because they do have that link, don't they? It's harder than the Doctor. Yeah. I do think, though... For me, even though I do love Peter Capaldi's TARDIS, mm. all of the new Who TARDISes just haven't felt like the TARDIS. Yeah. When you watch old Who and they're in that console room... To me, that doesn't feel like the TARDIS, though. I think it's whatever you grow up with. Maybe, yeah. To me, that just feels like a set. Perhaps we should do a Twitter poll. TARDIS interiors. Wouldn't that be interesting? Maybe we should. There's a lot of them, though. So maybe we need to... Hopefully we'll get a load of votes. Yeah. Right, we're doing it. All right. TARDIS interior poll. Don't do it on Facebook, though, because you can only do all two. That is true. On Twitter. Twitter Mm. only TARDIS interior... Twitter only TARDIS Mm. interior poll. Imagine we get a lot of feedback from that, because it's only one button, isn't it? One click. Please help us. That'd be great. (laughs) I'd love to know. Yeah, let's do it. Um... So, <laughs> he goes to the moon, doesn't he? He does. To give it a test run. To charge something up, to make it ready for time travel and stuff. Go further. Why? I think it's just... It's Why does it take another two years? What's that about? It's just another thing, isn't it? The Doctor can't fly the TARDIS. This has been made away since day one, really. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um... I think it's just a thing, isn't it? And another sort of recall to the start of the story of leaving her for a certain amount of time. Yeah. It's just... Because she's not asked. It worked there. I really, really thought that was the night of. Yeah, I thought it was. I really thought yeah, it was. Yeah. I quite liked how that worked. I liked how he's all in, you know, uh, cast in black. Mm. Uh, very mysterious, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think the cinematography is great in this. Such a step up. It's not great compared to other things, but it's such a step up from what it was. Yeah. Such a leap. It does look great. Like, you know, know, the photo thing of, like, everyone static and, you know, where the... on the field thing, where the pond is. And the bit you don't like, where it's, like, Sherlock. Yeah. How did he do that? No idea. Exactly. Well, I'm guessing they just filmed it and then cut. They probably just walked around with the camera, didn't they, doing what they're going to do? And just cut and just take, like... Every fifth frame out. That's probably what they did actually. Yeah. You know, like, it's very convincing though. It really just feels like uh, time stopped and stuff. Yeah. Especially when he got close up to Rory. God. Was he in it? What did he. Um, <laughs> and then they go inside. The reveal of the TARDIS is really well done. 
Yeah. This guy over, over the shoulder shot with of Amy going in. Well, it, yeah, it, uh, it makes you want to... It hyped it so much. Yeah, you, it gets hyped up, hyped up, and you see her go in, and you can mm. sort of see it. Yeah. And then it's they're in, really and then they well. don't give it away, and then they show it, and it, everybody goes, oh. <laughs> Whatever it may be, the build-up to that, yeah, yeah, the build-up done, great. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go to Blackpool. That's it. I think, oh, what's the wedding dress? Was she getting married to Rory or something? Yeah. Right. Well, this is the whole thing why Amy just gradually becomes more of a bitch because she's a bitch to him. Yeah. All the way through the run. Yeah. So I don't care about her, really. <laughs> she's sticking up her ass as far as I'm concerned. Stick it up your ass. Stick it up your ass. She got a lot of toys of the doctor, isn't her? A lot. Oh, well. They're out as well. Mm. Yikes. It's a bit weird, isn't it? So. (laughs) That's it for that episode. It is. So, um, should we give it a score then? Or right or whatever? Now, do we give it a pass because it's his first episode? For Matt Smith and to... Because the first episode feels like that, a kind of special. Because you can't go the route of just doing a normal story or going wacky and you know doing something different. Mm. You have to apply a formula to it because you're introducing a new Doctor, new companion, new TARDIS, you know. So I think we should rate it in the mindset of it's a first episode. Okay. Do you think... Do you agree with that? I agree with it. I'm not sure whether I'll take it on board. Okay. But. Now, I think overall, they had the themes. They know what they wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I think it was told really well. Okay. Uh, just little things like the down, like the monsters, and just little decisions that didn't really work, I don't think. We've already discussed them. Um, I'm going to give it a solid amber. Hmm. Where if someone said, "What? Who's Matt Smith?" I don't think I'd recommend. It doesn't matter. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't think I'd recommend <laughs> this episode. Um, I got a question actually to ask you after this, but yeah, I give it a solid amber. I think it's a, it's a, it's a very strong start for Matt Smith. I think. Yeah. If we can, if we're looking at it as who as just a start. as the Doctor, yeah. who is he as the Doctor? I think it's a, it's a solid start. Um, it's a really good moment in it. Yeah, mainly the end though. I think <clears throat> some little tiny moments in it are quite good. I don't think are relevant to Doctor Who at all, like uh, the one out of one foot in a grave. But <laughs> now the the ends, the I think the end is nice. Yeah, the end saves it. Yeah. Right. What about you, Harold? I. Um, see this is tricky I didn't enjoy it but it's watchable like I wasn't I wasn't watching it thinking I've got to turn this off but I can't watch it but I was watching it aware that I I, I didn't enjoy it I know that doesn't really make sense but I think it was just because it wasn't as bad as I remember it being but Mm. it was still pretty bad okay um, I think Amelia Pond is good. 
the kid. Yeah, I think the, the kid. kid is pretty strong. To yeah. be fair, for a child, for a child actor as well, because mm. usually, the, I think, universally, child actors are pretty ropey. We've seen a few. Yeah. That good. Southpaw, the girl in that. That's probably the best I've seen. But I think she, I think she does a pretty good job. Um, it's the end scene that saves it for me. Yeah. If it, if the end scene wouldn't have been any good, I would have said red. Okay. Um, but it just saves it, so I'm going to give it an amber. Okay. As well, I'm going to say it's all right. Okay. It's watchable. Yeah. I could watch it again in a couple of weeks and not be annoyed <laughs> that I'm watching it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I had to watch it again, I'd think, oh god, but I'd I'd get through it, and I got through this as well. I could, I watched it three times mm. for this. By the third time, yeah, I was a bit bored, but I did it all like in one. I've just not seen anyone say anything really negative about it, apart from you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but to be fair, old Who fans don't really comment on me, Who, apart from just saying it's not as good. Well, it's it's not that it's not as, as good. It's just, it's different. different. <laughs> it's completely different. And I get I get scared that I'm just sort of slagging it off, but it's it's not. It's just that it's it is so different. Mm. It's con- it's carrying on the continuity, but it's it's just such a different program. Mm. It's like it's miles away. Well, as we continue our venture into time and space, yeah, with uh, this podcast, I'm starting to see a development in like me trying to acquire your tastes. What where? What do you like about Doctor Who particularly and stuff like that? Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to pick episodes that are leaning more to that. I don't want to pick solely, you know, the best of the best of New Who, but well, that's the thing with the old ones. I don't want to pick all the yeah, you know, all the corkers or the ones that always come high. I know yeah. we've done Caves of Androzani, like, but but to be fair, the uh, Revelation of the Daleks doesn't doesn't really go high. No, so not that's really. one one of my favourites. Yeah, it's up there with Caves Caves of Androzani with me. Androzani mm. uh, beat it by a little bit, but. Um, so, what is your favourite first episode of a new Doctor? Favourite first episode of another Doctor? I'd Power of the Daleks is pretty good. Mm. Troutons, that's pretty strong for me. That I, I very, it doesn't exist. It's animated oh, now. What a shame! But um, I had the audio book. I did it on cassette, mm. and I wore that cassette out. Mm. I just listened to it over and over again. It was, I loved it, loved it. Uh, Spearhead from Space, that's pretty strong as well. Tom Baker, Robot, that's okay. It's all right. Castrovalva, mm. yeah, Twin Dilemma, no. Uh, um, I'd probably have to go with the Troughton one. Power of the Daleks. Uh, William Hartnell, see, Unearthly Child, that's that's great. Mm. But it's sort of as if it's like two different stories. Like you've got Unearthly Child and then you've got the uh, Tribe of Gun thing. But, yeah, I'd go Power of the Daleks. Charm. Yeah. Okay. I think it's excellent. Okay. Great start to a Doctor. He's different, but you can see where he's going. Yeah. 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 Go Power of the Daleks. And with New Who? Um, best, probably Rose. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Oh, I was looking forward to a. I'd say this is better than Rose. Um. Oh yeah, I think only because it comes in. The Rose m- comes in such with such a whack. Yeah. To be yeah. It's I got think, a statement to make, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Whereas all the others. But when you think of Rose, don't forget like like the little scenes where like Mickey gets sucked into the bin. Yeah, that hasn't aged well. And uh, yeah, the guy she sees to you know the enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, you know, he's trying to track down the doctor and stuff like that. You know, there's some poor things in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the whole think, end is a mess. I think generally just how the doctor's portrayed. Yeah. I think Rose is the best from New Who. David Tennant's first one is terrible because yeah, he's just in bad. bed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think this one is the best one I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah, I go, yeah, I go Rose for New Who, Power of the Daleks for Old Who. Okay. And they are, and even those are light years away from each other. <laughs> do you think they'll they'll change as I go into the depth with because when I get to Peter Capaldi I will choose his first episode as well mm. and then when it's I didn't Jodian. think to do that really I, could, I should have done that shouldn't I but introducing a, each new Doctor I should have chosen the first one well I'm only doing it just because I'm, I'm watching it as I'm going oh yeah. right okay so yeah. I'm on the Matt Smiths now when I finish with them I will choose Peter Capaldi's first episode ah right okay then Jodie's first episode, you know, I, I've seen it and I don't want to choose it, but I'll, I'll do it anyway. Mm. It's shit. The woman who fell to earth. Fuck off. Should we do some feedback? Send us your feedback. 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 Let's hear what you've got to say. So we've got three bits of feedback this time. Um, do you want to start off or do you want me to start off? I will go first then. Okay. So this is from Leah. My good lady. My fair lady. My good lady. My other, my better half. Leroy. Leroy. Uh, so she says, Matt Smith, uh, this is about... Yeah, she only watched, yeah, we only watched uh, this. Oh, so this is only New Who, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Smith and Amy Pond are the perfect hook for people like me to get into Doctor Who. I solely watch it to see if they're going to get laid. <laughs> I agree that Rory is a drip and I hate the River Song thing. I don't know what that is yet. Uh, I enjoyed every episode of Matt Smith uh, that I watched. I watched this season when it was on and the only aspect I didn't like was the River Song, really. I don't see the point. Also, I don't like how, when the Doctor regenerates, he just forgets all his previous companions, and they don't really get mentioned. I think Amy is over-sexualized, but I don't think I'd be as into the series if she wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And why would anyone in her village order a kissogram when they all look ancient? No way she's supposedly 19 or 20. The eel monster was shit, but the concept was good. <laughs> that summed up all the points that we made in this. We could have just said that. Just said that. Yeah. Well, thanks God. for that, Leah. Thank you, Leroy. Um, next the- bit of feedback is from a new piece of feedback, actually, from Who Station on Twitter. Ooh. 
They say, love them both. The return of my favourite classic Doctor and companion in what I believe to be Colin's best story and the first story of my favourite Doctor, Matt Smith. Both are brilliant, but I prefer the 11th hour. So, Matt Smith's his favourite Doctor. That's interesting. Yeah, Matt Smith. He's quite well regarded, isn't he? He is. The return of my favourite classic Doctor and companion in what I believe to be Colin's best story. That's not clear whether it's Troughton or Colin. Yeah. Probably Troughton, right? I don't know. Um, I'd say, yeah, Matt Smith is really regarded, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, That's why it gives me hope. Well. Um, But I texted you, didn't I? The Colin. I really like Colin. Yeah. And I do. Yeah. I, I, I don't he mind owns, Colin. He owns being a dick. Yeah, he's he's great at being a knob. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's quite funny. I, I found him really funny in the in the two doctors, to be fair. And our final bit of feedback is from Mr. Day. The two doctors is okay. Bit long, but entertaining enough. The other one is dreadful. Ushering in the one era of the show that I loathe with a passion. Isn't this Matt Smith era polarizing? Yeah, I'm quite well, eager to get into it. I, I don't know if it's polarizing. I'm not that. I'm not that clued in on what people think of Matt Smith. I think because I came into the sort of online fandom thing really when Jody took over. Yeah, it's just been hate for Jody. Yeah, and for the you know for this era, so I'm not really aware. I know I seem to remember somebody saying about how much Peter Capaldi was pissed on mm. when he was. I don't know why. What I've seen from him, he's brilliant. Yeah, I don't know. Be oh, interesting I, to see. Yeah, when but, I, I think when I get to the first episode of Peter Capaldi, I'm gonna really really mm. get in depth with that. Um, but yeah, I I agree about the two doctors. It, Maybe it is a little overlong. It rattles along quite nicely, though. Yeah, it doesn't feel I, as long as you think. I was, it's I thought be. it was bad, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I said to you, didn't I? That it just went. Yeah, it didn't feel like each episode was forty-five minutes. Christ, mm. it went by quite fast. And it, it's just the pacing. The pacing's solid, like solid. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's strong that way. You know, yeah, it rattles its way through, but it's just there's nothing in there. <laughs> But watch, really. it's, it is still enjoyable. I can still watch it, you know. Yeah. It's I, good. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, thanks for that bit of feedback. I'm also eternally grateful to Mr. Day for helping me out on my target book journey. Oh. As listeners may or may not be aware, I've started my target book collection. Ooh. And uh, Mr. Day, I do believe, is moving house and uh, is uh, sending me or has sent at this point. Um, his target books to me as he didn't want them anymore. Amazing. Which is so lovely. Mm. You know, thank you so much if you're listening, you know. Um, yeah, I'm eternally grateful. It's lovely. Lovely thing to And do. I won't chuck them on eBay, don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a lovely thing. When can someone send me something? Oh yeah, what do you want? Um, maybe an adipose computer battles in time card? Anybody got any battles in time cards for Luke? Send them in. Give them if an email. If you've got exterminator ones, <laughs> don't bother. I've got them all. I'm sick of seeing them. I want this one. And I want it now. now yeah. Everything after exterminator and I think annihilator. Is that the second one? The Maybe. first and second line. I've got them all. I'm sick mm. of seeing them. But 
Efton after that. Ugh. Mm. Aye. Aye. Adipose computer, though. That's the one. Not asked about the test set. Adipose computer, that's the one I want. Well, if you've got any battles in time cards that you want to give to Luke, because he's just pestering that he wants free things. <laughs> um, yeah. Send him a message. Um, so, thanks you for all that. You don't have to. Please do, don't. Do, I want to make it very clear that Luke was pestering people to send him in things for free. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Honestly, like, if you've got a bunch of them that you're going to chuck in the bin, of course. Exactly. Send them to me. Exactly. But, yeah, don't. Please don't. But I'm not yeah. begging. Please don't. I don't need anything. Fuck. You don't want for anything, do you? No. Except these things. All I want is our listeners. Oh. That's nice. To. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but thanks for that bit of feedback. No, everybody. hang oh, on. Fuck me. I want our listeners to give us real feedback on how we can improve that's all I want yes we have said I did, we did do a post on Twitter the other day it was quite scary wasn't it really we've had some yeah. uh, comments in uh, so thanks very much for everybody sending in those uh, we had some off Keith uh, Mr. Day sent us in some as well nice um, I think we had did we have another one as well just some suggestions yeah. we're still working on it um, yeah we're, we're, we're working out the whole formula aren't we yeah it's just it's just that's finding a way that's not copying like yeah. I I think the way I've done it this time for old who doesn't work. <laughs> now that you've just yeah. listened to all of it, but you know, it's like stealing another foot. It's not stealing form. No, but, you know, but like, it's just we just want to be original as we can. Yeah, the way that I've just done that was probably a bit too similar to the way the Crinoid podcast do it, mm. and I don't want to do that because that's their thing. But I still want to give a gist of the story. Yeah, just to talk about because that's why I just wrapped up. Like if we're always not in it, I'm not going to mention him. Yeah, you know, it's just little just a general beats of the and story the th- yeah and the thing is if it was any longer if if it was a bigger story than the three parts yeah we're going to be the 12 part yeah final Dalek Master Plan we're going to be Fuck. here for a, at yeah. least a fortnight uh, but yeah so yeah any feedback you have send us in mm. uh, stuff all the information for uh, sending in feedback or any comments or any messages stuff you want to read out blah da, blah da, blah send us anything we'll read it out um, it's all at the end of the podcast over the end theme when we say goodbye you know that bit there um, so I think all we've got left to do is say what stories we're doing next Luke why am I always first because I asked the question right oh god I'm going to have to buy the next two seasons of Peter Capaldi I'm going to have to I can't stand watching BBC I'll get them ordered such a Blu-ray no, oh, they look so much better. They look so much better. I implore you to go have a look at them. So I'm going to have to buy the next two seasons of Peter Capaldi's because I'm choosing Series 10, Episode 5, Oxygen. Mm. And on BBC iPlayer it says, The Doctor, Bill and... What's it? Nardoyle? Nardole. Nardole. Oh, I've no idea that is. It's fucking him. Discovered that their spacesuits are trying to kill them. Oh, is it Matt Lucas? Yes. It's Matt yes! Lucas. This is going to be great. Oh, God. I thought he was only in it for one episode. No, is he a proper a companion? Season. Yeah, he's a proper <gasps> companion. I never knew that. Yeah. This is going to be. Uh, what have you. <laughs> It's going to be something, isn't it? It's going to be different. Oh, I'm excited. I never knew that. 
So what have you chosen? Well, I was I've been putting off this and I've I've just decided to do it because this is probably in my top 2 or top 3 stories. For a while this is this was my favorite episode of Doctor Who mm. ever. Mm. I'd say at the minute it's probably number 2, number 3. But sometimes it's number one. When I've watched it, it's number one. Mm. The, the, it, my top three change depending on which one I've watched. So, I'm unbelievably excited to do this one. Mm. I like, I'm, I'm like shaking. Oh it. my god! I am so excited because I love this story. It is not very well regarded in fandom. But are you going to tell us? It is <laughs> the planet of the Daleks. I've heard of this. Or, as it's actually called, Planet of the Daleks, without <laughs> the the. The planet, the of the Daleks, the. They don't like doing the, do they? Web planet, planet of Daleks. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to read the synopsis. It's just... Oh, I'm can, so excited. Can you please read that? No, because it's massive on the video. <laughs> Would you like a synopsis for the planet of the Daleks? Yes, please. Or planet of the Daleks? Uh, yes, please. Arriving on the planet Spyridon, the third Doctor and Joe encounter a Thal group, but the Daleks are here, and this time they're invisible. Whoa. It's a six-parter. Um, six-parter. God, it's just brilliant. 20 minutes. 25, 25 minutes. Okay. It's brilliant. So it's the same length as the two doctors. Oh, okay. Um, oh god, it's brilliant. Season ten, Planet of the Daleks. Season ten, serial four, production number S S S. I'm so excited. Brilliant. I am so excited. Should we just do it now? All right. Uh, so thanks very much for listening, everybody. If you've got any feedback on Oxygen or Planet of the Daleks. <laughs> Um, send it us in on Twitter or email us or Facebook us or uh, you can leave it on YouTube because we've got YouTube now haven't we as well mm. uh, Facebook as well If you who can convince you podcast we need to start posting on Facebook because I'm useless at that mm. um, but yeah we're also going to be starting streaming at some point we will uh, we've got we're a, talking like streaming old episodes and like a watch along yeah maybe we'll see, see what Comes up, isn't it, really? Mm. Um, hopefully, we'll be doing some video stuff soon as well. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Like I say, Planet of the Daleks and Oxygen. Send us your feedback. <laughs> um, and we shall see you next week. I wish you chose a different episode. Who? Me. Why? Are you going to pummel mine to death? Because you've got your favourite. It doesn't matter. It's who can convince you. There's no way I'm going to be able to convince anything. I'm. You know what I think we should do at the end of every episode? What? I reckon we should sum up what we convinced each other on. Okay. Let's do that then. Next time. Yeah. Okay. Who can convince you? Do I say bye? Yeah. Bye bye. See you later. You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at whocanconvince, email us at whocanconvinceyou at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at Doctor Who Who Can Convince You Podcast.
Be sure to leave us a rating and a comment on your podcast platform to help people find us. Well, I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be, be the man who wants them next to you. Hey, 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 oh. Anyway, <laughs> ready? Flagging now. Oh, what is it? Episode nine. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I've, I've checked three times now. <laughs> what is it? It is. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I feel sick. I want to listen to that back. Oh, Baby cakes, you, you just don't, don't know. know. <laughs>